Welcome back to Factory Sealed. It is January 6, 2024. My name is Eric Peters, and joining me today, Mr. Dan Curtis. And Wagwan, my friend. Oh, I miss the Wagwan. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that back. It, it put a no special, put a special light in my soul for the day. Uh, we got Mr. Tom Ragan. It's good to be here with all of you today. Hello, Thomas. Yep. And guys, this why, like, why do you sound like a politician? It's a uh, it's an election year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's running for office. I'm campaigning for longer dining tables and salt cellars and curling teams for all in Canada. <laughs> but wait, wait, wait! Before Sque- squeaky chairs all wrapped. Before, <laughs> before, <laughs> before we get too derailed here, this is this is monumental because I actually don't remember the last time that this happened. We have a we have a full man show with Mr. Zach Folly. Hello, hi Zach. I'm glad to be known as the fourth man, also known as the last man. Last man's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're the last to join. We're old hands at this shite now. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm in the, in the uh, hands. I, in the I, I'm, pretty sure I've been doing the, I'm pretty sure I've been doing this since 1938 at this point. That's you just were this. around when Wolfenstein came out? That's amazing. Yes. I, can't you remember the Nazi mechs? They were great. I remember when it was fun to make fun of Nazis. Now it's just depressing. Because they're back. (laughs) Yeah. And people think they're cool. That's not a throwback we want, people. No. 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 How about we just not do that? (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Vote for Tom instead. I would vote for county sheriff for president. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. You only murder pretty, certain just imagine that campaign trail, all the songs on <laughs> it. Yeah, exactly. When That's things go policies. bad in your country hood, <laughs> who are you gonna vote for? <laughs> County Sheriff Tom Ragan, twenty twenty four. Just a trail of dead women behind him. <laughs> Very specific ones. It's just about all great of policies. his campaign events happen by lakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lakes filled with cream. And he can nev- they can never use the audio off his press conference because he just sits in a chair that just creaks all the time. <laughs> Tire alarm's going lid. off. <laughs> halfway, through the press, halfway through the press conference, cop barges in and goes, Tom, we're out of cream! Get this out of the shop! Get to a book signing now! She could be your, your PR person. And just verbally mm. disassemble anybody that disagrees with you. Like, she would be the best at that. Ah, oh, that's true. It's so true. And even on the rare occasion when she couldn't, maybe you could be my uh, running mate and you just go, nah, on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of that. Shut it down. Snake and nah. fist 2024. Nah. <laughs> I think I think just like behind you, you know, like you get those big banners and stuff. I think it just needs to be a picture of your face, but like you're cross-eyed with the proper sheriff hat on. <laughs> I, think yeah, yeah. I think it needs to be that murder picture, like the uh, yes. which one? Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm like the one to... when you're 15 and at somebody's party and obviously have killed people. That's yeah. that's the best. <laughs> I'm pleased I didn't yeah. do his wedding photographs. I wouldn't be able to use any of them. <laughs> yeah. It's scaring everybody. Well, there's nothing for the portfolio here, despite taking 400 photos. Why are only the pictures of cat? It's like I had, I had to crop them. I like a be- beautiful, beautiful picture of cat, and then Tom's just lurking in the background. 
smiling. You know she's your we, wife, and you can be next to her. Uh, no, I prefer it back we, here. We uh, we won't be using the groom for these ones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, now, if we could just have the groom step out, everybody like <laughs> yes. just now, fill in the Tom, gap. Wait, what? Uh, we're gonna try that one one more time to make it perfect, Tom. And this time, I want you to be less murdery. <laughs> I just don't know how to do it. Just dial it back a bit. Now I'm too I'm too aware of it now that it's just always gonna happen. Yeah, I just I can't. It's do like it. me with my creeper face. Just it happens. Uh, just yeah, yeah. Have you had any like ridiculously face. unphotogenic people, Dan? Yes. How do you deal with that? Uh, just hope that nobody notices. <laughs> that's, that's what Photoshop's for. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> no, we legit won. Uh, there was a guy who was at one of our things, and he won a competition, which was punching above your weight. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> his wife was stunning. It was like, so he's genuinely won this competition, and he's famous around here because he won the National Lottery. Seriously. That's how he's <laughs> punching above his weight. And punching with a They were together before that. Oh, enough. oh okay. I'm sure he's so, a nice guy. Yeah, he, he was. He's really funny. Yeah. Hey, yeah. humor know. trumps looks. Generally what? speaking. There you go. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> it's, Hello. It's here. The most what? anticipated oh. show I think for all of us that we do every year, that we all make sure to turn up for, it's the Gotti Show. The famous one. Famous. Dan, you look confused. I don't know what that is. Outside of just like your normal general expression, yeah, like you look that confused. Yeah, I just don't know what, 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 what animal I am, what day it is. Wait! Wait! <laughs> Wait, before we go on, Zach and I heavily alluded to this last show. We did not reveal it, but we heavily alluded to it. You have a secret. What? Your what secret? secret. I don't have a secret. Do you have a secret? You Dan. Have a secret. Share your secret. Come on. Uh, I'm getting married. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. oh i can't wait i got engaged over crimbo congratulations dan thank you Hooray. i didn't i honestly didn't think it was coming neither did i because <laughs> <laughs> even recently we'd had a conversation with you and you're like yeah you know me and crystal we just don't really see the point you know famous dan curtis words i don't see the mm-hmm. point I don't see the point, like, but why? That's what I said. That's what I said to her. First thing I said. But uh, why? <laughs> I just I just opened the wardrobe and pointed at that shirt that you've got. She she gets down on one knee and he just goes, but why? Why are you doing this? It's a new It's crimbo. It's a crimbo. I've got a window to get to. Aye, we were, we were cured for the windy. And then it happened. <laughs> Out for some bog roll. Aye, we're going out. We're going out for a, a boiled owl su- owl supper. <laughs> uh, Is that what you're going to have for your wedding dinner? Please. <laughs> oh my god! I will. I don't f- think it's on the menu. I will fund your wedding meal if you put boiled owl on there. I don't think that's allowed in England. <laughs> oh, how expensive that would be! 
Where are they getting owls from? Half the population of owls across northern England has disappeared today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in other news, please there wed- is a Please, wedding venue, well known for serving great food. If I ship you a load of owls, will you put them in a pot and boil them for me? Thank you. Any seasoning? No. Just boil them. <laughs> the serve, the, serve them whole with the feathers Eric's on. on the plane with a big ass pot. <laughs> Just and I the bought a course, second you'll... seat for my giant stock pot. <laughs> Owl stew. Owl stew. Yes, for the main course we'll be having birds of prey. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a genuine, and then you could genuinely get a guy who has to stand there and say rally hoard everybody when they come up to get served. Oh, get a get a peedy conda conda peedy gnome for your Petey bartender. Conda. Yeah. <laughs> Petey Condor sounds like it should be a holiday home. Isn't that what they're the, the, the <laughs> Condor? What is it? I'm drawing it's a blank. Condor Petey. Okay, yeah. I, I was right the first time, and then I corrected it wrong. Yeah. But that Petey means Condor. that we all get to go to England this year. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. And well, Tom was coming anywhere because he's got like a million weddings. But Dan made the mistake <laughs> in the chat of saying that we could wear any suit we wanted. And then yeah. I asked for clarification, which I shouldn't have. <laughs> I should have fallen back on the ignorance of like Dan. You said you any. did say you did say any. Would you like to qualify that before I go hard into the paint? Like, yeah, I, sh- I should have known better. I think I was a bit delirious. <laughs> Tom and I have had some great conversations about things and stuff. Okay, I, I can. I can imagine. But the other thing yes. cool, too, is now we get to plan a bachelor party. Yeah, boy. boy. Yeah. Zach, you're going to be a part of that, right? I'm going to try. You're gonna I'm very excited for the idea of getting on a plane and flying to see Dan somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big pot of boiled owl right next to yeah. me. It'll be great. <laughs> serve that on the airplane. It's uh, Condopedia Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a shaped like an owl <laughs> no i think that'll be that'll be a tremendous affair and i wouldn't miss it yeah christy's Excellent. coming so that'll be fun i'm not bringing my kids right. that'll be great mm. no there's there's, oh, a, there's a no kid rule oh you're one of those folks <laughs> leave your small munchkins at home we don't want them ruining our day <laughs> yes I, yeah i said i'm one of those people and I've done enough weddings to know that kids cause havoc at weddings. That's yeah, not don't happening. put kids in weddings. Like, kids are okay at weddings, but don't put them in weddings. Yeah, it's just really boring for them as well. Yeah. So, yeah. It's boring enough for adults. Oh, it won't be boring <laughs> for us. I, I no, think I'm, I, can, I'm, I can guarantee I'm excited, guys. entertainment. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> pleased that, I'm pleased it's happening. It should be a good time. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So, yeah, it will be great. Back to the topic at hand. Game of the Year show. We are here. It's probably going to be a long one, so strap in. Um, prep thy memories. Prep the mammy. So strap on. Yeah. You can choose, like, in or on. Choose, you know, your your yep. preferred. Weapon of choice. Yeah. I think I might go with... On? Yeah, me too. I was going to say in. <laughs> well, first you got to strap on, and then you got to strap in. Oh, yes. I <laughs> There's an order to things. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, because it goes from the back, and then it... I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Correct. Holds it in place. I'll show you. I'll give you a video later. Please don't. <laughs> okay. Send that one to me, please don't. <laughs> gotcha. I got you covered. I got you. Eric's going to use the ever fabled butt plug 
strap in, but it's all just the butt plug, so there's no leverage. It's going to be great. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, the way that this show breaks down, if you're, if you're new listening to us, um, we have Pool all compiled a list of our top 10 games that we have played this past year. They can be anything. It doesn't have to be games that were released this year, so it can encompass literally anything that you put in your hands and played. But before we get to that, we all have to guess what we each think the other person has for their top game of the year. And I'm going to be honest, I have no clue. I have no clue what any of you have chosen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, pretty difficult. how do we want to go? Fireman 3. Yes. <laughs> 4, 5, and 6. Um, so... If y'all have the document to open, and Dan, if you say what document, I swear on my life, I'm going to hurt Ke- you. Document? Document. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Get him. Let's, uh, let's, let's go through this. Let's, let's have you guys you know, guess, guess what you think my, my number one for the year is going to be. Dan, what do you think? Final Fantasy 16. Good choice. Good choice. Tom? Final Fantasy 16. Am I that? Okay, Zach? Yeah. I'm going Warzone. <laughs> going out of left field here. It's always, a, it's always a safe choice, usually, to be fair. I know, like. I know. I mean, based on how many hours I put into it last year, it's a safe bet. But I will say that the, the, the hours have come down a couple hundred this year. Not as good, right? They, they kind of messed up the Modern Warfare 3 launch a bit. and You know. Uh, Is that right? Was that yeah, yeah we'll go yeah we'll go with that we'll go with that <laughs> <laughs> um all right dan i think it's gonna be spider-man 2 Ooh. tom what do you think dan's Spider- got spider-man 2 zach i would say power wash simulator but i think i'm gonna have to round out and say spider-man 2 I think Power Wash Simulator was, was the year before. That was last year, yeah. Yeah, but you got back into it this year. I didn't. Not this year. Damn. The, the Final Fantasy stuff was out. Well, next year I know what it is, but not this year. <laughs> we could fill out next year's right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's Pretty just going to be across the board. <laughs> like, let's just not... Let, let's guess each other's number two next year. The yeah. only way that it's not going to be rebirth next year is if elden ring 2 comes out <laughs> or if yeah. rebirth just doesn't rebirth come out it's just bad yeah yeah can you imagine a universe in which that's bad i know like but... if if there is one i don't want to live in it dude i saw red 13 <laughs> writing the chocobo it can't be bad right <laughs> i mean it looks like it looks like remake on steroids with a more open True. world approach and i'm happy with that so <laughs> all right yep. tom i have hemmed and hawed and hawed and hemmed, and I think that it's going to be uh, Gallon Cheesequake 2. Ah, yeah. I think it's Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> All right, you heard it here. He said it. No take backs. I'm writing it down. <laughs> no, it's Cheesecake. It's got to be Cheesecake. Or it? some obscure shit yeah, that nobody's ever heard too. of. Yeah, either Alan Wake 2 or some shit nobody has ever heard of. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I 
fuck you for being right. <laughs> That's the rest of his list. Fuck. Like, Zach is the complete unknown here because this is his first ever Gotti show. Yeah, yeah. it is a bit more of a, a tricky one. And he made a comment to me. I thought I knew what it was going to be, but he made a comment to me before the show that I'm. It gave me pause for concern because it, it didn't line up with what I had initially <laughs> thought. So... I'm going to say Ninja Guide in Black. Oh. Okay. Nice. Be interesting because we were supposed to play that for the show in like August. And we didn't. Yeah. But he and did. in July. Yeah. And in March. <laughs> Actually, hold on. I'm going to go back and I'm going to say that the game of the year for Dan is going to be Lost Odyssey. <laughs> was that this year? It was supposed to be. That's what killed the show. <laughs> There's that Legend of Dragoon shit. I almost died. Fuck, we tried uh, to start playing yeah. that, too. That yeah. was good. No, we were enjoying that. All of us that. were enjoying it. Can we not play a Dross this year, please? Tom and, Tom <laughs> and I decided to try that again. We're like, this game, Lost Odyssey, so bad. Let's go Every to something slightly in. less bad. And I made it to the same point as I did before and went, no, this game's still just absolute pants. Why? I still maintain it's Why good. Why do you it's think not. that? All right, Dan, what do you think Zach's got? Final Fantasy sixteen. You think Ooh, so? That's a good one. Oh, nice. Tom? That means it's not going to go, a good one. I'm going to go Armored Core 6. Hmm. I will hold my comments on that. I mean, it could <laughs> always be, as you say, Ninja Gaiden Black, Castlevania Symphony in the Night, or Bloodborne. So <laughs> I think Did it could you be not Bloodborne. like that game, Eric? Did you not like Armored Core? I uh, loved it. it was, but it's. I thought it was good. Insanely hard. difficult. God, it's hard. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's my uh, shot in the dark pick there. But that's nah, a good one. It's a good one. It's from Soft. All right, these are locked yeah. in. Okay. So the reason that I chose Ninja Gaiden is because on the uh, unwrapped, Zach's like throwing you guys a curveball. I picked something that came out a long time ago. Oh, so uh, yeah. You're not oh, meant nice to give anything the, away, Zachary. Get the insider wrecked, knowledge. Please. Eric, you insider knowledge, you're disqualified. Hey, you guys chose to show up late. <laughs> like, you know, you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. Oh, what jerk saying that is. <laughs> Very sorry. I had to show up early to test my mic. It's the last show will prove that it's bad when I don't. It was not great. <laughs> not great. Hey, we got through the uh, Hetanet episodes, so this is fake. <laughs> So I feel like, so from here on out, here's, here's kind of how this breaks down. Um, we'll each reveal our number 10. If somebody else has it higher on the list, we will wait until that said game gets to the highest point on anybody's list. And then we'll talk a little bit about that game, why it was important to all of us, blah, 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 blah. Um, I always feel like I'm the one that goes first. So I want to shuffle this up a little bit this year. Well, last year, we started with Honored Mentions. Oh, you're right. But let's let's figure yeah. out the order. Like, how do we want to? Okay. How do we want to go? Okay. I, I think Zach, being the this is his first yeah. guy, he should go first. Yeah. yeah fair enough. Fair enough. So, are we doing honorable mentions first, or are we doing? Yeah, just give us like your. Yeah. Technically, they'd be like your twelve and eleven. Yeah. So I, I I'll tell you, I did play Ninja Gaiden Black a lot this year. Uh, but I'm going to save that for the show. So I'm just going to knock Eric's number one out right now uh, and tell you that it was a great fucking game. I love that fucking game, <laughs> but it did not make my list. This, this has year. never happened so quick. 
Womp 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 womp. Yeah, sorry. Hate hate to hate to break it to you. Um, I'm but bad my at number this. eleven. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think if I really think about it, it's probably Elden Ring. Uh, I went you back played and that played that again. It. Yeah, I did. I went wow. back and played it from the beginning again, uh, and it's a time honored game. Like it's fucking amazing from start to finish, and we've talked about it a thousand times, so I don't want to talk long about it. But it was a great game. I just, um, and I just I honestly don't know DLC. if I could ever start that over because of how big that game was. Yeah. Well, like, and it's I'll, I'll say it like this: it's a lot easier starting that over, knowing that you're going to do it a different way, um, and you may skip whole sections of the game. Like I platinumed it, and that was nice, but I I definitely wanted to play as a sorcerer, and I wanted to play as a couple other builds. So platinuming that game means jack shit for how much you've seen of it. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> if I could go, there there are a few gaming moments in my life that I wish I could go back to, and all of us playing, uh, all of us playing Elden Ring at the same time and like talking to each other while we were playing it and just sharing all that stuff as it was coming out was just one of those great gaming memories. Yeah, sure. I couldn't wait I couldn't wait for you guys to find the underground bit. I was so excited when I got there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that just blew my mind. Well I remember yeah, coming was... out of that cave and you just like you didn't have a map, but you're like, wow, this world's really big and then you were ahead of us. You're like, just wait. Just wait. And then you started <laughs> yeah. showing pictures of a colored map. I'm like, how'd you get that? And he's like, just wait. And then we kind of like collectively all caught up with each other. And then we're just like, how does this keep getting bigger? And Dan goes, just wait. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, there's a second level. And then there's a third level. It's like, what the fuck's going on? How is this game only $60? Well, and seriously, and like all the tertiary, like I remember, you know, the Lyalerna well, which is the big, you know, sort of MacGuffin. Like I got to somewhere in the middle of fighting other bosses and like you know like the big four so you know for me to walk out into that and see the stars i was like uh yeah. holy shit mm-hmm. and then you know to find the city of the Knox and like it, it, it was incredible yeah it's gonna it's great games fantastic. those kind of games come along very few and far between where you have that sense of this is incredible <laughs> the last I time i know i talked about it oh i'm sorry go ahead Tom. no it's just our, our whatsapp chat was just full of photo like grainy blurry photos because we're all just taking pictures of our tv with the map you know showing go us here go check next. this out because it was like that's the only way you could really share how to get somewhere because there was no markers no indications as to like how to get around so it was all just very i don't know just just felt like you're truly on a ex- exploration adventure well very cool to your your comment dan about how the type those types of games that evoke that feeling come along once in a blue moon for the last time i remember having that was coming out of the gates or the the sewers in oblivion like yeah i just haven't had that sense so um, skyrim for me i would say yeah i could see that so zach that was your your 12 you got number 11 or another honorable mention nope that's it oh that's that's my 12 my 12 is actually ninja gaiden (laughs) do you have a do you have a number 11 honorable mention that was entering oh i'm sorry um tom let's go to you next oh okay yeah i just have the one okay i just have the one honorable mention and that is f1 2023 (laughs) i figured i hadn't played quite enough of it for it to be in my list and uh it's one of those games that i started playing between christmas and new year and i'm just having a really good time with it 
We have a great fun, time with that. It's fun playing co-op career. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's. It, I, I'd like to say that it was just a simple, like a lot of these sports games, EA sports games, like roster changes and one or two features here and there, or maybe EA doing something mad with, you know, sticker packs or whatever the hell they are. But they actually seem to have um, added a lot more content um, to this game. And, uh, you know, on top of uh, career modes, single races, uh, you've also got like a um, a manager mode, I think. There's a whole bunch of stuff. There's a added. lot to it. Yeah. The, the only thing they have taken away, which is such a shame, which was from F1 2020 or 21, uh, was the classic races. So in 2020, you could go back and race spa in 1998 in a ferrari of that era and they had all the sounds and all the all the liveries of that year and you could actually like go back in time to all the old cars which i thought was a really nice touch so they kind of got rid of that which is a real shame but you know moving forward i think it's um it's it's improved in every other way that the handling's really good it's getting to be a little bit more simulation like if that's what you want and uh that is fun. Simulation's fun because it's just kind of like the risk reward of like how fast do you take a corner? Because if you if you bin it, the race is over. So you start to put a lot of trust in the car, and I don't know. I just I just get really uh, just get really into that. Yeah, uh, the the co op mo- campaign is really freaking cool. I mean, it's a little bit more of a time sink because you have to play at the same time. Like last night, you and I played for three hours and got through three different GPs. But how you have to go through. Uh, practice and then qualifying and then the race and you fuck it up on the first corner in the race you're like all that time wasted and it's just it's fantastic to just be on the track together (laughs) racing and um just trying to figure out how best to survive and you know i i'm proud of myself because i finished monaco which is like one of the toughest courses and and i'm sorry but you didn't like in your rookie season you did you finish it? I did I finish you, it. I did. I, I I seem to remember that you got to the last lap and then the race ended because you were sort of too far. You were too far away. You were too far at the back. See, here's the qualifying it, question, though. Didn't, at the end of the you race, have, hold on. At the end of the race, how many pieces was your car in versus mine? <laughs> <laughs> no, they fixed mine in the garage. <laughs> By the time you'd gone across the line, they'd fixed it for the next race. Quick, quick note, Tom and I both had a spectacular <laughs> accident in the exact same spot on the exact same course in the exact same race. Tom was trying to get into the pits. <laughs> and I first went into the pit. I'm like, hey, Tom, be careful on this pit because you could very easily shear your front left wheel off on the pit wall. One lap later, I just get this big banner that says, Hyper Jelly is retired from the race. I'm like, Tom, what happened? And he goes... I hit that wall on the pit and it just sheared my front left wheel off. It was raining. It was shit. And about two laps later, yeah. I lost all my front wings and go to make it into the pit and absolutely obliterate it in the exact same spot. So it's just, it's good fun. I think it'll probably yeah. most likely make my, my top 10 list next year. Because I, yeah. I, I imagine us throughout the course of this year finishing this season and maybe one or two more seasons just like, hey, let's hop on and race because you actually build out your car. You have R&D points to spend. Yeah. And we've noticed even through the 10 races that we've done now that the car has improved. The first race, you're like, you just got to trust the alpha. I'm like, listen to the words that you're saying, buddy. <laughs> trust <laughs> the alpha. Like the only thing yeah. you can trust this thing to do is fall apart because it's going to. So um, yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. I think that's a good honorable mention. 
Uh, yeah. Dan, are you having technical difficulties? Yes, my headphone keeps, for some reason, cutting out, and then the sound keeps coming out of my monitor, but I think I've sorted it. Okay. What is your honorable mention? I have two. Okay. So we have for the switcheroo, I have Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Oh, that game's so good. Yeah. Which was a delightful little adventure, but not as good as other things this year. Yeah, great game. Also... And also, I have the original Final Fantasy VII, which I played through this year. Did you? I did. For the umpteenth time. I don't remember that. Is it the original original, or is it Rebirth, or is it (laughs) some port of it, or is it a phone game? (laughs) Is it the Steam remaster? It was the the remastered version with the four times speed and stuff like that. That makes that game Mm. so much more tolerable. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. I never like realized that until I started emulating RPGs, and it's like, and double speed, and as you're just walking across the map, it's like, this is... Yeah. Yeah. Until, you get too, until you get too bloody cocky with him before you know it, you're fighting Midgar Zolom, and he's killed you, and you haven't saved for three hours. Yep. That yep. happened. <laughs> I uh, damn know I want his trine. <laughs> we bought uh, Ellie Kirby in the Forgotten Land this year, and, and Amelia's been playing through it, and just freaking loving it. That game is awesome. I can't wait till they're done, so then I can take it and play through it. Yeah, it's such a neat little game. Like, it's who would have really thought good. that Kirby would have translated that well into a big open world 3D game like that, or into basically post-apocalyptic fiction? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. great. Uh, you just never know with Nintendo, do you? <laughs> yeah, I, I picked that up earlier in the year for my wife, and then she got stuck on something, and I started playing. I'm pretty sure that I didn't realize that I'd just finished the game. Before, like, she had come back to it, so I had to very quickly go get her back up to where she was and right past it. <laughs> I swear this is your game save. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I have two honorable mentions as well. First one is a little music game, Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy Final Bar Line. Oh, yeah. You know, kind of a mouthful. Um, yeah. It, very nice. It took a long time to get used to playing it on a controller, I'll tell you that. But mm. once you finally got the, the rhythm down game's awesome like you just can't beat final fantasy theater rhythm um the only the only thing i dislike about it and why it's probably not on my list is i think it needs a proper story mode yeah i suppose mm, it's just sure. kind of track it's just track after track after track and if it had a natural storyline going through it, i think it would be better yeah i could see that that's my only criticism but otherwise i thoroughly enjoyed it yeah i started diving more into like the actual rpg aspects of it just adjusting your party because in the the one for ds i just had the same party all the time i never adjusted their skills i never adjusted any of their equipment i'm just like let's just go play the songs i'm like why am i struggling yeah and you start adjusting stuff like oh (laughs) okay this makes sense now you know but because for me because you're so fixated on hitting the notes you just don't notice what your party's doing anyway right like three of them are dead why i have no idea like they're just popping portions and taking heroin and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> uh, second honorable mention for me was something that is actually the first game of the year that I played, and it was Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Finally got through that. Oh, Survivor or Fallen Order? I'm sorry, Fallen Order. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so hang on a minute. Have I fallen order? I have Survivor. I want to play it but it's sealed and I've crested the window where it's like, I'm going to open this game. And now it's beyond that. It's like, Hey, I've got another sealed game on the shelf. Like that's a very (laughs) quick transition. And if you don't beat it, it's very hard to go back. 
Okay. Not when I not when I visit it isn't. God damn. Yeah, good point. He's the he's got the sealing sword ready. He does. That I is the, that, the I wonder how I get that through customs. That's going to be part of the bachelor experience. <laughs> yeah. Just just <laughs> Suddenly we're meeting at Zach's. I'm going to be giving it to Zach. It could be worse to unseal games at your house. You've got more. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> Dan's just going to need to have like a frisk every time he comes in. Yeah. <laughs> we put like little uh, soft mittens over his nails so that he can't like pick at the yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We've got 10 games here in front of us. Zach, kick us off. What's your number 10? Uh, my number 10 is a little-known Metroidvania follow-up. Surprise, surprise. But it is Blasphemous 2. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. I like Blasphemous 2. I, I, I can tell you that I know absolutely fucking nothing about what's going on in that game. Uh, like, story-wise, there's no continuity for me. I don't get it. Like, there's just a bunch of people killing each other. But gameplay-wise, man, that game is fun. And I really like Blasphemous 1. Uh, but something about Blasphemous 2 just kind of hooked me and kept me going. Didn't you try playing Blasphemous 1, Dan, and mm. say it wasn't really for you? I did, but I replayed it, and I actually really enjoyed it. I don't know if that was this year, actually. Hmm. Um, I, I think it's pretty good. It's It was a bit rough around the edges at times. Difficult. Yeah. But um, is Blasphemous 2 much different? Yeah, Blasphemous 2, uh, what I found with Blasphemous 1 was that um, I could get stuck and not know where the fuck to go. Uh, and that pained me, not only because it's brutally hard, uh, but because like you can really get stuck in one section. Blasphemous 2 feels a lot more, I don't want to say linear, but it's definitely a lot more like, fucking go here. <laughs> I'm watching the trailer on Steam, and this has a very Salt and Sanctuary feel to it. Yeah, it does. And it's, See, I, you know, again, root. that's just like, you know, it, it yeah. made sense to me. I was really disappointed with Salt and Sacrifice. Oh, really? You know, played, I haven't played that yet. I haven't played no. much of it. I, maybe I need to go back to it, but I found it incredibly difficult. And you know what I love to me? It's always like... Sure. I find I 2D couldn't... Souls likes to be way harder than the 3Ds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's like Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight would be on my list if it had come out this year. Uh, yeah. And I can just tell you that for sure, because Silk Song is... It looks amazing, and it looks like more of the same Hollow Knight. But Blasphemous 2 um, kind of filled the gap. Sweet. Mm. Now I'm I won't for... be checking it out because uh, yeah, it's yeah, a Metroidvania. <laughs> yeah. Although yeah, I'm, I, I'm currently waiting I on the big shall. box experience. <laughs> Tom, yeah, you should add this to your list, Dan. Tom, you're number 10. Okay, I'm just going to describe it first because if I say what it is, you're all just going to lose your minds, all right? But it's, it's a f- I played this about February, March th- last year, four-player competitive Four, platformer oh no wait all right four player competitive platformer you, got, yeah. you didn't play it with us no i played it with some uh, some game developer friends and we just had a we played it for about for about three nights straight and it was just hilarious it was just brilliant on it, steam genital jousting no oh. it is called ultimate chicken horse <laughs> okay. <To> steam. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. <laughs> it is really good. No, but it's so good, I've guys. I've seen this. So the way it works is there's four players on the screen and you have to build the plat the level with all these different pieces and stuff, like different pieces of environment to get yourself to the end. But 
you also you, you want to prevent the others from getting there. So you'll build a girder, jump on the girder, get to the end, and then you'll build another girder, but you'll put it vertical in oh. front of that one. So now they have to do some crazy platforming to get around it. That is a very like you know basic uh, overview of how this game works, but it starts to get ridiculous and very competitive. Suddenly you're putting springs down, you're putting little conveyor belts down, you're putting all the all the obstacles you'd expect to see in a 2D platformer, and it just becomes just chaos. And whoever's last to get to the end, well, they're going to have to deal with a, some kind of Super Mario Maker esque uh, level design. Jesus, should, is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, I think if, yeah, I, I can't imagine it's particularly great with two people. I think you need a party. I think it's just definitely a party game. Yeah. And um, it's a blast. It, it's incredibly well reviewed. People people love this game and I, I can see why. I had a really good time with it. Is it only yeah. on Steam? I believe so. Okay. No, it's on Xbox. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, they, well we don't really, Xbox. We don't, <laughs> you know. What's that? Oh, and Switch. Oh. Yeah. Ah, well, and PlayStation. Yeah. It's on yeah. everything. <laughs> okay, well, I didn't even know that. Tom, do you even just, know the uh, game you're talking about? Listen, I played it on Steam. That's all that matters. He just, at the start of his list, just obscure, looks for obscure games from this year. <laughs> just goes, so did begins come Tom's out? list of obscure games. He, he wasn't very obscure it, last year, so I think no, I wasn't. this year he's going to make up for that. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe next year. Now, but this year's been a bit more mainstream. This this game came out in 2016, so it's not a. Did it? Yeah. He bought like four games this year. It's impressive. Oh my god! I yeah, mean, he did. Yeah. He was on a tear for like a week. <laughs> Who was that? You. You. <laughs> what buying games? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I think was. he bought more bad. games in a in a three week period than you had in the previous year and a half. <laughs> That's true. I've bought three games since we've been on this podcast, like today. (laughs) (laughs) Dan, number 10. Right. Now, Eric, you know what's going to happen, people. Just go with it. God. (laughs) You know what? I'm just going to settle in. Like, I'm just going to settle in. Like, just just enjoy it. Embrace the chaos. I was a bit surprised this year to find that I was becoming a fan of punk. I always wanted to get into punk. But last time I tried, it was all just a bit messy. Nothing quite worked like I thought it would, and I decided that punk wasn't for me. Hmm. Then this year, punk was improved, so I tried it again, and it was great. (laughs) It's Cyberpunk 2077. Good choice, buddy. Good choice. (laughs) Good choice. (laughs) Thanks. Very good. I did also start that game this year again. And immediately stopped. Uh, About four hours in, (laughs) five hours in. (laughs) Yeah, so pretty much immediately for that game. Yeah. yeah. Um, so who knew under all the shit when that first came out that that was a pretty damn good game? What a train wreck that game was. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, was, I, it really I, was. I, I had a great time with the train wreck, but I also I appreciate that it was a train wreck. <laughs> I think that you also wore rose-colored glasses the entire time you were playing it, too. Yeah. yeah, I really yeah. loved it. I really liked it. It it's was broken so Im- as hell. It's so but... immersive. It's so good. Like, and I played it, so I think the DLC, I haven't played the DLC, but the alongside the DLC, they released the 2.0 version, which is kind of enhanced. Um, they released that pretty much at the same time as Starfield, so I was playing Cyberpunk and tried Starfield. And I was like, how does Starfield look this bad and Cyberpunk looks this amazing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Like, the quality of the animations and stuff, and then on Starfield, they're standing there just looking like completely soulless puppets. 
<laughs> I, I popped soulless puppets. Yeah. Uh, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I must have put a good 50, 60 hours into it, I think. Damn. And went round, it's did great. all the, did most of the side quests, um, then fell off it for something else after that. But I did really enjoy it. Uh, you know, the fact the very... that you did uh, all the side quests in that game is pretty impressive, given that you get 16,000 at the offset. Like, as soon as you get the map, just, like, fucking side quests yeah. everywhere. One of the very few games I 100%ed, even, like, while it was broken. Yeah. Like, oh, did all the side stuff. While it I remember busted. firing that up in my launch model PS4 just to see how bad it looked, and it was abysmal. Oh, Should never have came up with PS4. Too ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, but we but, we did all get upgraded and that was nice. That yeah. was the that was the apology period. Yeah. I bought yeah. that game for two dollars brand new. <laughs> oh my that's God. definitely <laughs> worth at least two dollars. I can't wow. wait till Starfield hits the two dollar mark and it's like I'll buy a copy of that again and wait for the inevitable upgrades and all of that. Yeah. Either that or wait for the PC sale on it. And then play it with mm. mods. Well, and that was kind of what the difference yeah. was with Cyberpunk. Because Cyberpunk was never really that broken on the PC. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was yeah. It was a much better state. So it never went on PC sale. But on console, it sure did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> All right. My number 10. Um, I have a question yeah. for you, Tom. Oh. Do you want to chug jug with me? <laughs> I'll chug jug with you. Uh, it, we could be pro Fortnite gamers. We can be pro Fortnite gamers. Um, number ten for me is Fortnite. It's a. Oh, I thought that'd be higher. It's a. It's a strange addition to my list um, because <laughs> I'd never really been into Fortnite before. Obviously, I was always a Warzone guy, but for some reason this year, Fortnite became a staple in the Peterson household. I'm actually kind of thankful that it did because it got my kids off of Roblox. And if you have kids on Roblox, I'm sorry. <laughs> that <laughs> that platform is an absolute uh-huh. dumpster fire of unregulated shit. And when I is like, I'm good at locking down my kids' accounts. But when I started going in and even with their lockdown and like seeing some of the shit that they were still able to get into, they weren't, but they could. I'm like, I got to find something. So we introduced him to Fortnite. I'm like, hey, guys, have you ever heard of, like, this Fortnite game? Like, you want to try this with me? Like, let's just, you know, it's kid-friendly. It's a shooter. It's all this and that. And it was like giving my kids undiluted crack. And it was (laughs) awesome. Um, We have connected so much over Fortnite in the past four months. We have Fortnite nights. I set up a LAN party in our game room. I gave all the kids. I gave them each one of the old Xboxes. I have hardwired it i taught them how to like run network cable through the walls and like punch down ethernet ports so that they could have a hardwired console they each have their own monitor and their own setup and um fortnite accounts and they spend their allowance on v bucks and we're all talking about cards and tom came down and we had a big four-player fortnite night he'll play online with us but i think the cool thing about it is that it's I always try to stay relevant to what my kids are doing. I think a lot of times parents, they just see what their kids are doing. You're like, ah, I don't get it. It's like, well, I want to be a part of that. Like, let's do this together. So it's just another way for us to connect. But the other cool part is listening to the kids 
play together by themselves and like how they talk and strategize. It's like, no, let's go third party this guy. Or they start using terminology that I use when I'm playing Warzone. Uh, it's like, <laughs> no, we got a team shoot. We got a team shoot. You got to stick together. It's just been, it's been fun. And then with the release of Lego Fortnite, which is basically Minecraft, like a full version of Minecraft, just dumped into Fortnite with Lego. And then they integrated uh, Rocket League Racing. Um, I can see why people are hooked on that. It's it's phenomenal. We've had so much fun with it. That's awesome. So yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. And I think it, if if it worked for you to get your kids off Roblox, I may try it this year. The transition from you know like methadone up to crack seems a little scary to me, but yeah. I'd like to I'd like to try. <laughs> I just like <laughs> Roblox is not good. It is not a safe place for kids to be. Like any parent who's got it, and you don't understand. Just search up um, Roblox Suscat, and oh you, yeah, you will be absolutely appalled at what your kids can get into on there. And sure. most people that I know, one of our friends sent me a message like, "Hey, we just got our our daughter signed up for Roblox. You know, she'd love to play with your your kids." And I'm like, "You should probably unsign her up for that." <laughs> So, well, I mean, in so much of, I, I hate to say it, but like to be old guy here, like so much of just online gaming culture is garbage. Um, and I, I really paid attention there for a couple months to what my kids were watching and playing. Like, my, my kids are watching SS Sniper Wolf. Yeah. My kids are watching all of this trash mm. that's obviously terrible for people, but also borderline like racist, <laughs> misogynist. And I'm like, nope. Can't can't yeah. do that anymore. Yeah, you're done with yeah. it. So Roblox is my last main bastion, and I got to get them off of it. And luckily, my yeah. oldest two were kind of like, you know, they may pick it up once every two or three weeks. But my youngest daughter is really into it. So yeah, I, I don't think they've logged in in a month and a half. Yeah, um, that's where I'd like to be. <laughs> probably one of the coolest things. Just quick note before we move on to Zach's nine. Christy and I were up in the kitchen last week making dinner, and and we could hear the kids downstairs just because there's no like there's not a lot of soundproofing between the kitchen floor and the, the game room basement. We could hear the kids talking and getting really excited. I'm like, Oh, they must be, they must be doing really well. They'll consistently get number two, but they have not been able to get a number one victory Royale by themselves in a duo. And they've been playing long enough now where their lobbies are full of actual people. Like when you start, it's a lot of bots and a couple people, but they're playing full lobbies of actual people now. Nice. And all of a sudden we heard, this unholy screaming like the gates of hell had just spawned in our game room and there were demons flooding out like they won and they came upstairs just screaming their heads off like we won just losing their minds like that's awesome you know those are gonna be memories that those kids have when they get older it's like remember we used to sit in the basement and just play Fortnite all the time like fuck yeah that was me with halo <laughs> yeah yeah oh god uh zach number that's nine uh, my number nine is another obscure one, but it's for a reason. So the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge DLC came out this year. Ooh. And I got to tell you, when that landed, I played the shit out of it. I mean, I played till my fingers bled because playing as Yosagi Yojimbo is amazing. And was it the summer of 69? It was. It was. It was great. <laughs> God, thank you. I had to sit and think about that for a second. Like, how does that tie into Tur Oh, Got it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I love Shredder's Revenge in the first place. And to add characters and levels and boss rush and all that stuff to it, just like I was back in my uh, my summer of Streets of Rage 4. And that's oh, never a bad thing. 
I loved that game. I still go back to Streets of Rage 4 all the time. Yeah. I actually went on a kick um, earlier, about a month ago, of playing Streets of Rage Remake again. The unofficial uh-huh. re- uh, fan game, which is so good. Yeah. I think that was on my um, list one year. <laughs> it was. I remember you telling me about it years ago. And yeah. I found it it's, online somewhere. It's really good. It is really good. It has like, branching paths and different characters yeah. and a shop to buy new things. And, oh, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. It's yeah, but the uh, the Shellshock DLC is definitely worth your time. I think I want to introduce mm. the kids to to Shredder's Revenge because we watched Mutant Mayhem a couple months ago, and the kids uh, love yeah, it. And Amelia is now kind of on this like little turtles kick where we were at Target and she saw Ninja Turtle socks. She's like, "Dad, I need them! I need them! <laughs> I need oh, them!" Here you go. Here's some turtle socks. So we got it. And without fail, she always gravitates towards either the the gruff like unlikable character or the villain and her favorite turtle is Raphael. like <laughs> oh, yeah. how are yeah, you yeah. this consistent <laughs> <laughs> have, have you met her dad yes yeah, that's true that's true, that's true. <laughs> well known for heel digging probably quite genetic i imagine so i think oh, i think yeah. that they would like shredder's revenge I actually oh, did yeah. that this year as well. I bought the uh, Cowabunga collection for them. Maybe I'll start them off on that with like Turtles in yeah. Time and. Yeah, I was about to say, you definitely want to stay away from the Nintendo versions. Yes. <laughs> play, the, play the Game Boy one. That's the one I played. I love Fall of the Foot Clan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the one. That game's so Fall good. Fall of the Foot Clan was great. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't put them on the NES version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That first one. Whew. <laughs> it's up there with Battletoads. Oh God! Oh, I love Baltus. Ultimate hardness. <laughs> number nine. Hello. Uh, my number nine. I played it on the Switch at the beginning of the year. This is my only game on my list. I think that I played on Switch. Ooh. It is. It is Melatonin. Okay. I. I think I told you guys about it, but you likely have forgotten about it. Okay. Um. It is like a uh sleep Western simulator version. Western version of Rhythm Heaven. I would say. Oh my god. Um, Like lo-fi pastel uh, beats that you have to take part in. Like there's like um, the main character has like dreams and you're part of his dreams. So he dreams about um, career, relationships and uh, his plans for the future. And then sometimes he's anxious or nervous about something and you're just you're taking part in all these different um, scenarios. And then once you've done those first few levels, it'll, you'll then play into a fourth level that will take the first three and mix them into the into a final level. So you've got like, so, so if in level one you were off beat and level two you were on the beat, now you're going to have a mixture of both for the remix, basically, which is exactly how Rhythm Heaven works as well. Question. Um, what can you tell me about this image? <laughs> like, um, what? <laughs> So the image is uh, a main character uh, in VR shooting uh, UFOs and aliens. He's basically playing a video game. Sold. Uh, $15. Sold. (laughs) Yeah. So the cursor moves around and you have to press uh, press buttons to shoot these guys based on the beat that's playing. Um, That's a small piece of the game. yeah, it's just it's just gorgeous to look at, and the the only thing I would say about it, I would put it high on my list if the 
uh, tracks were more memorable. Like I think Rhythm Heaven is kind of stellar in that like I still hum a bunch of those tracks today. Like You're, you played the 3DS version though, right? Paradise. I played both. I played both. I yeah. can't get past the second level on the DS version. The the choir <laughs> just can't. Oh beat really? It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh but, but this is yeah they're just so goofy and so memorable whereas melatonin is a bit more like i think they all kind of blend into one in the end but it was i think it was like five bucks and it was about three hours long i had a really good time with it so nice. i was like yeah it's going awesome. on the list yeah it's a hundred percent a tom game that like yeah 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 dan what's your number nine <laughs> um so a question for this one. What do you get when you combine all the fun of urban golf with a belligerent, aggressive, and invasive creature? No, it's not Eric playing urban golf on holiday <laughs> next to a swimming pool. It's Untitled Goose Game. Really? <laughs> really. Oh, okay. So I, I'd never yeah. actually played this before until this year, and I loved it. I was going to say, so I'm fun. curious to hear it's your so, thoughts. because It's just so stupid. Like... It's just so fun just causing havoc as a goose. I feel like that I was one of those games that it. was really, really, really overhyped. And it came out and it was good, but it never lived up to the hype that was generated around it. Oh, yeah. It was always going to be meme-tastic, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. It, it just gets yeah. progressively harder and harder. And like the final mission has you... You have to steal a bell from a clock tower and go through the entire town while avoiding all the villages. It's just—it's such a British game as well. It's—it's it's so mm. stupid and it, it just reminds me of like old school comedy of like just <laughs> this stupid goose trolling this gardener and ruining his life. Just good, good harmless <laughs> fun. I remember when I played it for the first time, I thought it should have been retitled "Son of a Bitch Simulator," <laughs> and like that was much better. <laughs> I think you get a trophy for hiding in a bush and honking at the gardener and terrifying him. It's just great. <laughs> I need to play that. I, I can't believe I haven't played it. Oh, really? Um, I, I'm shocked you haven't. Yeah, I, I, I just never got around to it, but I don't I don't actually own it. I looked at my Steam library just now and I don't have it, so I'll have to keep an eye out for it. Definitely. Can, uh... 100%. You know it's, it's on Game Pass, Tom. <laughs> oh, get out of here with that nonsense. I think that's where I played it. Why? <laughs> My game of the year is selling my Xbox. <laughs> Tom sells his Xbox next day. Literally the next day. Deo Kojima announces a game. That looks yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, guess I better spend two grand on a PC. <laughs> yeah. So if you want, if you want a, uh, for four hours of just causing havoc with a, as a goose, it's well worth investing. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. My number nine comes as a recommendation from last year's Gotti show. I, I know we all walked away with actually quite a few recommendations from each other that uh, mm. went and, and played. And I'd actually forgotten about it until about a week ago. So in case we haven't mentioned it, um, Tom and I both bought a Steam Deck. And, you know, it's it's something that we haven't really talked a lot about. You know, Dan, I'm pretty sure you didn't know that we bought one. but Oh, yeah. yeah, No idea. <laughs> I've had the WhatsApp on mute for a week. <laughs> just just loving it. But there was obviously the Steam Winter Sale, and uh, I may have opened my wallet a bit wider than anticipated. But I picked something up for $3.75 and reminded myself of just how fucking awesome Vampire Survivor is. Oh god, it's crack simulator. It's just <laughs> so it's a crack simulator, it really is. And even worse um, is having it portable. 
Guys. Yeah, I was about to say, that's, Eric, that's got to be. Eric, is I'm going to have to stop list? you there, mate. Fuck. I'm going to have to stop you there. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, hell yeah. First one. Didn't, last year, we didn't really have any overlap. Like, it's hard no. list. It was all pretty even. All right. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Okay. Zach, number eight. Number eight. I have a feeling that will appear on other people's lists, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It is Tears of the Kingdom. Higher. Higher. Yep. <laughs> Not even on it. What a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure what to say. <laughs> I am shooketh to my core. Makes no appearance. <laughs> Go ahead and talk about it, Zach. It ain't on my list. Nah, oh, that means my pick for Tom's out the window. Yeah. Oh, got it. Watch Tom roll in with Tears of the Kingdom for eight as well. Oh, God. He just oh. shadow played it all year. <laughs> he does enjoy the long game, does Reagan? He does. He does. A good he does. edge on a joke. Oof, God, you know me. <laughs> Love delayed gratification. Uh, so I, I, my number eight is undoubtedly higher on probably everyone's list. Uh, Starfield's Spider-Man not on two. my list. Higher, Spider-Man okay. two. Yeah, Starfield. Dan, number eight. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good, thanks. Good. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Tom, you meant to say not this again. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> oh, something in my brain. I was looking at my looking at the grid of the Eric's writing and then suddenly something some trauma came back. Okay. <laughs> His Can eye you twitches not? like Yeah. <laughs> Shit. I thought we were over this. <laughs> Right, Uh, so here we go. He will survive. As long as he knows how to avoid Order 66, he knows he'll stay alive. He's got all his life to live. He's got all his lightsabers to give. He will survive. Hey, hey. It's Jedi Survivor. You should have sang it. I could, but I wanted to to throw you off a bit by not singing it. Spoken word. If you could could, uh, not (laughs) give away any spoilers, that would be great. Um, yeah. There's lightsabers in it and probably a spaceship at the end. Okay. It's probably oh, the first okay. time that you've actually said that where it's most likely true. <laughs> Is there a dog guiding the spaceship at the end? <laughs> I can't say any spoilers, Zach. So, Damn it. That's so all I'm giving you. Yeah. Uh, more okay. of the same from the first one. Bit more open, bit more fun. Lots more new things to fight. Lots of new, lots of new types of lightsabers to use question yeah um i will admit that there were there were some boss fights in fallen over that i really struggled with like the something sister i can't remember her name oh yeah yeah i I actually had to knock the difficulty down for one of the fights like i just 50 60 tries into him like i can't i i have i gotta go dan mode on this yeah thanks for judging me tom i can feel it from here (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, i'm gonna sit on this one for a bit i think <laughs> well done Eric. is um, it, it have they balanced the difficulty a little bit yeah i didn't think it was particularly difficult this okay. one oh, that's good it, compared um, to admit, sekiro damn yeah I'll, I'll admit it's that the Fallen Order is tough at times. See, so. it's on my list because I remember loving it and everything about it at the time. But also, I can't remember anything that happened. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you really can't strange. remember something? What? 
<laughs> yeah, but it's so I could play it replay it at some point. It had a really rough launch, actually. Loads of people were reporting problems with it, but I didn't have any at all when I played it. Interesting. Might have been on PC, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Quite often that is the case. <laughs> PC gets a rough, <laughs> a shaky launch. I feel like there's a ton of PC developers out there that are like, we have to design this game for two years after launch. Like, no, you don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. needs to be ready today. <laughs> the community will do that for you. That's acceptable. Yeah, two years. Yeah. Two years post-launch. Oh, I'm excited for it. I don't know when I'm going to get a chance to play it because we've got just an absolute mountain of shit in the next few months. But how long is it? 10 hours? 12 hours? Uh, It's longer than you think. I think probably about 20. I want to play Jedi Survivor 2 at some point. Next year, I guess. This year, I mean. (laughs) I think what I enjoyed most about it was there was more of kind of the lightsaber felt less like you were beating somebody with a stick and actually cut through things a bit more often. <laughs> okay, which... yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I like that. Nice. <laughs> My number eight is yes. uh, an homage to my favorite blue bomber, but in a roguelite form. Ooh, that's lore. Yeah. Oh, that must be that the EXX game. It is thirty XX. Oh, I thought it'd be Mighty Number no. Nine. <sighs> you know, as much as <laughs> as much as I like Mega Man homages, <laughs> Mighty Number no. Nine is just hot turd. Um, yeah, thirty XX <laughs> came to early access a couple years ago, and I was very tempted to play it because I loved twenty XX. And I looked; I didn't realize that that's been seven years since twenty XX came out. No way. It came out time in slides irrevocably into the past. It's just what's happening to time? Getting old. We're gonna die soon. It feels like it. Yeah, but uh, um, I did not play it in early access. Like I want the full version of this. And then they finally said, "Hey, it's coming to Switch on this date." Like awesome. Got home that day, and like two hours before it was set to release, they went. Oh, we misjudged how long it takes to get stuff on the eShop store, so it's not coming out today. And then they just went radio silent for, like, weeks. And then it just appeared one day. Like, oh, all right. And I played the ever-loving hell out of that game. It is markedly harder than 20XX. It took me 26 hours before I finally completed my first run. But it is stellar stellar game um I, I don't know what else to really say about it that we didn't talk about too much on the show but dan i think that if you liked 20xx this one is definitely something you got to pick up i did really like 20xx and it's been on my list of stuff to buy at some point it's, it's not too terribly expensive i think it's 20 bucks or something like that but yeah 30xx was was just fantastic um just a question for you you know on 30xx as you play through it, do you get like new power ups which open up new opportunities and stuff like that? Yes. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Like, like kind of like a Metroidvania. No, no, because when you die, you start the whole game over. You so, it's a, so it's a rogue like Metroidvania. <laughs> it's not a Metroidvania though. <laughs> it, it's a it's a roguelite. It's a Mega Man game. I think I think it's a Metroidvania. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not. Because you go from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen, and then you fight a boss at the end. If you go if you go right far enough, you'll fight a boss, yeah. and then you can choose the next boss to go to. And guess what? 
you don't really ever go back to the left. <laughs> like I'm, as I'm Dan still, stares still, on in I'm disbelief. Still, I'm still not buying it. That's the that's the key differentiator. There's no backtracking. Mm. Yeah. Mm. See, gotcha. Dude, I got him to admit once that Symphony of the Night was a good game. Like that's it. That's all we're getting. Who me? Yeah. Yes. Oh, Symphony of the Night's fantastic. See aforementioned comments about heel digging. I love Symphony of the Night. I love Castlevania games. I'm bad at them, but I love them. Symphony of the Night was really good. I enjoyed that a lot. I wish I were better at Simon's Quest because I love the music in that game. I actually played um, through Bloodstained Ritual of the Night again this year as well. Such a good game. It was really good. And it's so obviously like supposed to be Castlevania. Like some of the characters even pop out as like, this is blah 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 blah. I'm like, that's Dracula. Like that's (laughs) And I forgot David Hate as in as a ninja guy. He is. Yes. Uh Zach number seven. Uh another one that I get to pass commentary on. Because I promise it's higher on other people's list. My number seven is Spider Man Chew. Hi up. Yup. Yeah, it stands number one, so you guys don't get to talk about that for a while. Mm. Yeah. Tom, you're number seven. It's probably higher on other people's lists. Uh, it is Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. Oh, that's a little higher. Higher. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> figured. Uh, figured. Uh, Clive and his team, they, they had a good <laughs> adventure, and we really enjoyed it, so it's going to be a little <laughs> higher on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Dan. Number seven. Uh, Vampire Survivors. Yes. Oh. Well, there you go. (laughs) Now you get to speak, Eric. Oh, I love this game. I didn't give you a story for that since you've already revealed it. I love this game. Isn't it great? It's In the beginning, when Tom first told us about it, I'm playing it, I'm like, this is kind of dull. Like, (laughs) he's just like slashing. But then as you, you know, (laughs) power up and level up and unlock new things there were times where we'd send videos back and forth like it's just absolute unbridled chaos on the screen like i don't even know where my character is but shit is dying numbers are flying it's fantastic yeah it's it's so simplistic it's literally a game you play with the analog stick no other buttons (laughs) are needed (laughs) and you just so it's based for anybody who's unfamiliar with it. It's a top-down thing, and you play as different characters who have different power-ups, and you can find different power-ups around the map. And constantly, different types of monsters come in. Ironically, none of them are vampires, but <laughs> so they constantly, they constantly come in, and your power-ups like circle around you, and you get these new power-ups, and you can upgrade them, and you find new paths to upgrade your weapons. Then before you know it, you're this complete absolute killing machine with all these power-ups going around you. Nothing can get near you. Yeah. <laughs> you just walk back and forth killing thousands upon thousands of enemies per second. I think the it's most that I, I killed in one run was like thirty or 40,000 enemies in one run. It's just wild. Yeah, it's insane. And yeah. There is a point where you get where you're so overpowered it becomes less fun. But yeah. Yeah, until, that po- until that point... It's great. It's been one of my gaming goals is to get so good at it that I don't have to play anymore. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just turn it on and just kind of like, man. Now you guys know why I quit <laughs> games so quickly. Like, I'm just too good. Ah, I'm, uh, I'm, calling, I'm calling more bullshit than 30XX <laughs> being a Metroidvania on that one. 
Oh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. But the real game changer for me was having it portable. Because in the beginning, the runs are pretty pretty quick, four or five minutes. But later, they're like 30, 40-minute runs. And just being able to like sit on the couch with the family while they're watching TV or we're doing something upstairs, like, I'm just going to play some of this Vampire Survivor game. And... Yeah. Have Did I you ever get to the point where you, beat de- <laughs> what, where you beat death? I'm sorry? Did you ever get to the point where you beat death? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So basically what happens if once the timer ticks down, I think you can get to 30 minutes and then the timer goes off and then death comes from nowhere and kills you instantly. Yeah. But you can eventually get power-ups which slow him down and then you can kill him and then it continues to go on for even longer. That's such a fun game. Is there an actual end to it? No. It's just an eternal run. Really. They've been releasing DLC for it as well. They have. It's pretty regularly on sale. Uh, I picked it up for three seventy-five. Yeah, it's five dollars standard. Just it's the it's one of the best five dollars you can spend. Mm-hmm. I might get it on Switch again because I played it on Game Pass. Ooh, I wonder how the Switch would handle that. <laughs> oh gosh. I don't know. You've already unlocked the achievement of making the game harder by playing it on Steam Deck. You have to juggle both your phone and the Steam Deck at the same time. That's it. <laughs> hey, I just need one hand on the analog stick. That's it. Um, this my next my next one might actually be fairly controversial in its placement, but since Zach has already had his lower, my number seven is Tears of the Kingdom. Ooh, higher. Figured. Tom's just over there loving how low Zelda is on two of our lists. <laughs> yeah, what, Breath of the Wild DLC? Yeah, of course. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, Tell me I'm wrong. It's not. Tell me Tears I'm wrong. The Kingdom is bad. I just played a lot of good stuff this year. I would agree. Yes, that's that's what we'll go with. Uh, okay, Zach, number six. <laughs> uh, number six is yet another in the long line of games that may appear on other people's list lower. It is Super Mario Wonder. Higher. Ooh. Ooh. I've just, I've just finished it, so it's probably going to grace next year's list. Fair enough. No, it could have gone on this year's list because you played it before the show. I could, but I'd already finalized my list. <laughs> oh, he locked it in already. Well, we know that Eric played it long enough to make sure that, you know, he beat the game, which is like, what? 100% <laughs> I call bullshit on him finishing that in seven hours. It is I'll, not a seven-hour game. If he it. did, he did the bare minimum. He of, just and ran. he ran through every level and collected no Wonder Flowers. Because I've put in a good 20 hours or so on that game, and I've not collected everything. <laughs> Have you never seen me play a Mario game? It's how quickly can you go from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen? But you have missed so much content. All right, we'll play it. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. I'm referring it here now. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Zach, because I'm getting angry. I know. Yes. I know. I can okay. feel. I can feel your rage, Dan. Tom, number six. My number six might be someone else's list, maybe, but it is. Um, it's David the Diver. Hiya. Oh, yeah. oh David. <laughs> Dave the Diver. Diver. <laughs> Div to the shops. <laughs> you go fishing for me, Dave the Diver. Help me run sushi shop. New to America. <laughs> Check farm. <laughs> yes, fish farm. Procreating very nicely. Bush break, get out and dive in the water. Procreate swordfish, they sell well. Giant blue hole, dive into it, see what you find. 
<laughs> I don't think you'll have played the same game. <laughs> I haven't played the Russian the version. Yet. This wasn't a GTA 4 expansion? <laughs> Nico yes, the Diver. Hello, oh, cousin. <laughs> cousin Roman. <laughs> He's running a new sushi shop. Sushi <laughs> slash bowling. <laughs> I'd play that. <laughs> cousin. <laughs> cousin. Hopefully, hopefully Nico will be a GTA 6. Cousin, come over for a California roll and then roll your ball into the pins. <laughs> Why is he Italian? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, you're going into Italian there. <laughs> Bit. Not right. just a little bit. You we'll, went down in Florence. That's where you were. <laughs> we'll save Dave the Diver for later. Okay. Yep. Dan, number six. Yep. Um, prepare to be disappointed, gentlemen. Usually there's not worse than when a menace returns for the second time. But in this case, Spider-Person 2, now with more venom, is a very, a very welcome return. Nice. Wow. I couldn't have been more wrong. We were all wrong. You were all very wrong. Womp, 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 but, womp. So I Ooh. I had it number eight. Zach had it number seven. Dan had it number six. So it was, uh, you know, it was a good game. But let's talk about it. Why, now, why, uh... So quick so, yes. note, quick note. Seeing as how this is that low on everybody's list, like, I'm glad I didn't buy it. <laughs> it's still in the top <laughs> ten. It's yeah, really it's a good. great game. It's yeah, just, it is great. It's, very derivative. it's just been a very strong year. <laughs> it is. I agree with Zach. It's, it is just, I don't know. It, it, for me, it felt like, I don't want to say more of the same because there were improvements and it was like, it was a, it's a great blockbuster game, but that's, it was lucky. I just felt a lot like, uh, to be honest with you, Spider-Man 2, looking at it now, is the only game on my list that is open world. And I might just be really yeah. burnt out on that genre. Uh, or that subgenre, or whatever you want to call it, because I, I, I Elden Ring kind of ruined it for me. <laughs> I, don't, I, yeah. I, I, I don't think I think I might be past the point of like I know and and I'm no shade on on Ubisoft's like busy work uh, tasks that they give you. People love that stuff, and if you like collecting things and you like, and I, I know I know Danzo loves that kind of stuff. It's just I don't know I'm, I'm I don't know if I can do it as much anymore. But, well, yeah, and I mean, yeah. like, even even stuff that's come out around it, like, I can't be yeah. bothered to play it. Like, the Avatar thing that came out, it's, yeah. it's just Far Cry, but Avatar. Oh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Like, I, I, I look at that, and I'm just exhausted before I even put it in. So, I'll pick like, that up when it's, like, 10 bucks, because apparently okay. the opening hours of it are great. Apparently, it's yeah. a real technical showcase as well. They've done yeah. amazing things with the graphics. But I'm not big on Avatar. That's my problem. No. I, no, I no. Way of the Water came out, and it's like, eh, whatever. I, I was, well, I, I thought nobody would care about that film because it was so me far s- after the first one. I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, I don't think anybody did care about that film. If I'm honest, they did. Like, it, it, so, this it is a whole movie built around an evil corporation that farms a rock called Unobtainium. It's lowbrow, <laughs> like that. <laughs> Listen, is that we what spent it's called? All... Yeah. Yes. Is that really what it's yes. called? Oh yes. my god! Oh I my paid god, attention like... in the first movie because I saw that's it in three like D, and I was like, "This fiction. is fucking amazing." They spent yeah. all of their brain power on the technology to actually create the movie that they forgot to put thought into making it make sense. And then they had to go. They were like shooting that scene, and said like unobtainium, and somebody was like, "Is that just like a note?" <laughs> What do we call this? God. Unobtainium. Oh, oh fuck, man. Why? Because you can't get it. 
Oh, See, my. I loved particularly Spider-Man 2. I thought the traversal was great. The new web wings were fantastic. Like, getting around yep. the city and the fast travel mechanic was amazing. Like, somewhere else in an instant. Like, Insomniac are wizards with what they can do yeah, with that console. God, yeah. But yeah. Um, I loved the story. I just think everything else around it wasn't as good as the story. Yeah. Yep. And yep. I think I, that, I, yeah. I think they fall down on the, like, side missions. I Don't get us wrong. I 100%ed it and platinumed it. <laughs> But yeah. it's uh, I, I got to I got to ninety seven percent and like I was so just over it by that point I was just like I'm just gonna put it yeah. down fuck it yeah there's I one there's, I think yeah there's one particular section of that game which I'm not going to spoil but you two will know what I'm on about when something changes and it's so good and you cause Is it where you lot, become the wrecking ball you cause yes <laughs> you cause a lot of destruction. <laughs> And that was so good. I love that bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was cool, actually. But um, I, could, I could have done with less of Mary Jane and her weird, less weird new face. Yeah, didn't they change the face for Spider Man Two? What the, the character like two is in T O O, not the number. They changed his face also, right? Yeah, they changed it on when they did the remastered version of the original for yeah. some reason. <laughs> okay, interesting. Yuri Lowenthal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they they change a few things. I, yeah, it's it's cool. I I just I, I actually think that the the latter half of Miles Morales was a was a better story. I think yes. it was more well, yeah. more more impactful for sure. I think. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I think after I, I, actually... I think after I fell asleep so much playing Guardians of the Galaxy, like I just have discovered I don't really care much about superheroes. And that just might be why I wasn't super interested. Like, it looks like a great game, and I'm sure it's awesome, but I just, it's not my jam. Yeah. Honestly, Guardians of the Galaxy was better at mm-hmm. trying to do what they were trying to accomplish than Spider-Man 2 was. And Spider-Man 2, like Dan said, is a great game. But, like, it got... Like, everything that was built up in that game, they they were steady building it up. And, you know, like, once you announce the main villain in the character story, like, you already knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm kind of like, meh. And now even with, like, and they, they absolutely forecast Spider-Man 3 in this game. Like, they, they yes. just, they have absolutely done it. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to play it. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll spot on agree with Dan. Like, technically, that game is amazing. Like, to play it in 4K60 with ray tracing is fucking incredible. And it looks phenomenal. It does. And, like, I will always buy Insomniac games because of that. But, like, foreshadowing out everything that's going to happen in the game before your game is kind of like, eh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Very predictable. Uh, uh, yeah. I, did, I, I did love it, though. It's just, again, I feel like everything that's above it on my list has made more of an impact on yeah. me. Yeah, my fair. number six is yet another Zelda game. I'm on a mission to round out completing every Zelda game that I have not completed. And there are only, well, now there's only two left. But before there were three. Some kind of weird torture that you're into? (laughs) Well, listen, I made it through Spirit Track, so everything is uphill from here. Um, This is one of the Game Boy Color games. Uh, I finally decided to really buckle down. I've played through the first probably half of this game countless times but it is oracle of seasons very good oh. is it oracle of ages or seasons there's seasons i haven't done ages yet oh oh yeah. okay they came out concurrently um 
this game is it, it's everything that you love about Link's Awakening, but more of it. Um, the the Ages and Seasons games side by side are really unique because one of them is more focused on puzzles, which is Ages and Seasons is way more focused on combat. So okay, I'm going to go with the combat route. The the one knock that I do have against it is is how long it is. It is a long, long game. And it does get a little complicated when you have to start bouncing back and forth between Hyrule and Subrosia and how you have to navigate through to get to one part of Hyrule. You have to go into Subrosia and find the portal and jump back out. But um, I love me a top-down 2D Zelda. And just where you can get a 20-hour version of it, there's no part of me that's not going to absolutely love that. And I played through this entirely on the uh, analog pocket to make it even better. So. Oh, Are there nice. any really good plot twists in it? Not in this one, no. Oh, okay. no. Yeah, they, I think they, they, they were like building up for the Link Between Worlds plot twist. <sighs> you can never beat that one, can you? No, you really can't. But uh, I do want to beat Oracle of Ages next. And then I think the only one I have left to actually complete is Twilight Princess. Oh, okay. yeah. Get ready for some good goat herding in that game. <laughs> That game's so, I don't mind. That game's so I dull. I don't mind Twilight Princess. Oh, it's so dull. Maybe, maybe. Well, I'm, a, I'm a very dull person, so it appeals to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe what I'll do now, now that I've got the uh, Steam Deck, is I'll emulate the GameCube version. Yeah, you could do that. Or, or oh, yeah, because of the Wii Gap, U. Didn't it? Yeah, I could do the Wii is U. That- you could do the Wii U version. The HD Surprised they haven't ported it to Switch yet. They've ported pretty much everything else. Yeah, they uh, never it, did Wind Waker or. Yeah, because Wind Waker is the only Wii U game I have on my Steam Deck because I would genuinely like to play that. Does never it played it before? Work well, beautifully, perfect. Yeah, really, six, six sixty frames. Yep. Okay, maybe I'll Excellent. do that. You know what? Speaking about Zelda, like earlier this week, I fell down a rabbit hole of YouTube of watching people playing Ocarina of Time with randomizers, and that is fascinating. Yeah, that seen is it? crazy. No. Yes. What do you mean? So, what do they do? The past? So basically, it's been modded so that everything is randomized. So if you go through a door, you won't go where you think you're going. If you, and then all of the items are in like random pots around the world. Yeah. <laughs> you can't wow. fight a boss until you find a boss soul in a pot yeah. or something like that and it's yeah. it's absolutely insane and this guy was playing it and it must have took it days and he was trying to 100% everything so it basically it combines together Ocarina and Majora's Mask into one game and then he just hit random on absolutely everything and he was trying to play through it I was like how are you keeping track of all this that's incredible it's it's, it's cool I, I i've seen speedrunner communities do it with link to the past for sure where they'll just move uh where I, they, they won't go as far as doors going to random maps but they will go for like you can open a chest it might be 10 bombs it might be something else you know so if it, if a door takes you will it take you from like one dungeon to the next dungeon possibly yeah so you might go through well, you know, like, so like if there's a loading screen, so if, yeah. say if you went out of um, Karakiro Village, it might then warp you to Death Mountain. Wait, what village? <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> that too. I thought it was Karakiro. Kakariko. <laughs> Kakariko. Close enough. <laughs> I was wondering if I told you. We Tom and I made eye contact, like... I just hear Kak- what I think. Kakariko I Village. 
Yep. Sponsored by Konami. I. I played that. The, I played the one. Yeah, I love you, which Dan. was just. I mean, it must have been like a mod. But I swear to God, like I walked out into the front field, and then it put me in the water temple, and I was like, "Fuck this game!" Like, no. <laughs> how would that? I guess I don't understand how that would work if you teleport from one dungeon to the next. What if you don't have an item to get through that part of the dungeon? Uh, there's. He was using like some glitches and stuff to warp through doors. God. And so, uh, which was Great. also fascinating because I don't know how people figure these things out. Like using yeah. a bomb and then hopping backwards and somehow getting through the door. And... It's wild. It's it's <laughs> mental. All right, we're in the top half of the list here. Zach, number five. Oh, oh, this one's gonna hurt somebody's feelings, and I'm very sorry. But I, <laughs> I got I gotta feel the way that I feel. It is Alan Wake too. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's a little bit higher on my list. I know. Yeah, it's number one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right, I guess we'll save oh, that. Oh, we'll, we'll save that one for later. Uh, um, Tom, number five. My number five. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, I should number these. Uh, yep, yeah, it, <laughs> it is Killer Frequency is my number five. I thought you said now, that your list had games that we knew. Yes, yes. Well, you knew what Dave the Diver was, but I couldn't talk about it. And you knew what Final Fantasy 16 was, but I couldn't talk about it. And you knew what Spider-Man 2 was, but I couldn't talk about it. So here we are, the first game in a while that I can talk about. Oh, that's higher on my list, Tom. Sorry. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking uh, at pictures and I can already tell your list is... and Tom has to die. <laughs> this is the most Tom-ass game I have ever seen. Uh, it is very bizarre concept, okay? But you play as a radio DJ. And for one night and one night only, all 911 calls are going to you because the uh, the police station or the operator for the for the 911 calls in this backwater town has to go and do something else. I can't remember what. There's a reason for it, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> and so you have to like play music, turn off the sound whenever a caller calls up and you know tells you about something but basically what happens is uh someone there's a killer on the loose there's a serial killer all right he's called the whistling man and someone will call and be like there's a man in my house i think it's the whistling man and it's this you know he's he's on a rampage and you have to uh each call is a test as to whether you can save that person so they you either save them or they die they meet their fate and uh it's a bit like it is a bit like I would compare it to um, keep talking and nobody explodes because <laughs> you're guiding someone on the phone like they'll send you uh, they'll fax you a map of something. It's set in the 80s. They're being and... stalked. Do they have time to send a fax? Yeah, I know. Yeah, because yeah, there's one, got one guy. One guy's in an office. He's trapped in an office. Standing there next he's to the fax machine, waiting for the paper. He's got a gun. Killers just scribble walking down the hallway. Right? <laughs> he sends it through to you. You look at it, right? And he's drawn a map. And he's like, I'm here. And he's like, I'm in the, I'm in the editor's office. And you look at the editor's office on the map. And right, okay, walk north. You know, we'll, like do, head over to this room, and you, you know, you're having to listen on the phone to like where the killer might, because he's the whistling man, right? He's whistling, so you know when he's nearby, and you have to like guide him around, and and it's just, 
weirdly, right? It sounds kind of cr- it sounds kind of crud when I explain it like that. But the thing so is, that seems like the worst type of serial killer to be. Like, I'm just gonna be it, in your house I, and let everybody know where I'm at. Also, <laughs> this guy faxes you a map of his work building. It's like you work here. You should know how to get around. You're in the building. You know where the guy is because guess what? He's whistling. Just go somewhere where he's not whistling. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Look, it's they had to get creative. Okay, I'm picking the worst example probably, but he hasn't got I, to the DLC yet where he's said to buy carrier pigeon. It's, <laughs> it's Five Nights at Fuckheads. But I, I saved. I saved. I, I four people under my watch died. I think six people survived. But when when they died. I was like genuinely like because the game auto saves immediately after. I was like, "Shit, fuck!" I oh, how is did there I mess an option like, for when somebody calls you to just go like, "Sorry, wrong number," click and just hang up? Just, yeah, no, yeah, just, just die, be- Sandy. <laughs> See, there are Tom, names like Sandy. It is 1987. Um, Tom, will it let so, you progress if they're dead? Yes. Right. So if Eric played this game, he would purposely try and kill everybody. <laughs> Yeah. And you Question: can, can you be like scratching hot beats on your your records while you're given this? They don't let you do that, and I was really uh, bothered by that. We had to just, but you can play a song and then you can intro it, and uh, it's it, it's and actually now, kind on the of phone, like we've got Sandy, and she's so dumb, she's in her office yeah. building, and she can't figure out how to get out of it. Let's see if we can help her. Oh, you you you, you, you can say that, to you. but it's like that. It's very campy. It's very on the nose. Is like, so you're like you're broadcasting out yes, over the radio, yes. you trying to help <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're tr- you're tuned into 189.7, the scream. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. For any of you cops out there listening, don't go to this location because we gotta see if we can save Bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it goes. Then you play like a commercial on the cassette tape. And you're like, we'll be right back after these messages. And then you come this back. This death like, brought to you by Pine Sol for when there's too much blood on your floor and you got to get it out of that hardwood. Pine Sol help you scrub it right on up. It'll leave a nice we... citrusy oak smell afterwards. Does, does the whistling man like require blistex? Is that like? <laughs> Last time we checked in with Sandy, she was hanging on the end of a seven-inch chef's knife. <laughs> Sandy, how's it feel? Not great. Not great. <laughs> Thanks for that, Sandy. Not great. Sandy, fax us in your answer. <laughs> it's so good. It's really, it's the, the, the humor is great. It doesn't try and be too serious because it just wouldn't Tom. work if it was. Tom. It's good. Tom. No, it's good. No, no it's good. I, gotta, I have a question. Oh, <laughs> ask it then. Ask it. How the fuck do you find these things? <laughs> this was on the featured featured page of steam it was very very highly reviewed the first is picture not has that obscure a, a record player and tom's like purchase <laughs> also it seemed like a good game to play with your partner and we i played it with cat and it was a lot of fun i think that's another reason it's high on my list because you played on the time. steam deck yes but docked to the tv so with this oh. with the google stadia controller god i love Excellent. that controller I think it would be really good in VR, just from the picture. It is. It's a VR game as well. Oh. Is it on PSVR yeah. 2? Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I only found it on Steam and I gave it a shot. And I, I do recommend it. It's only three hours long. Oh. Maybe three, three or four hours long, yeah. It seems expensive for three hours. 
Well, you don't you don't price based on length of time. You price based on quality and size of you know the, the effort that's gone into it. We can talk about labor later if you like. <laughs> no, 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 no. It sounds like a riveting conversation. But pass. <laughs> Dan, what's you your number Eric? five? Uh, so, so you realize Eric just went like, nah, put it on my list for Steam sale. I did. Yeah. I added it to my wish list. Which is fine. I think you should buy on sale. My wish list is gross. <laughs> so this year, in between taking photos of people's weddings in blurry fashion, I spent the autumn of this year in some surprising locations. Most days, I lounged on my boat and went for a leisurely swim and harpooned some legendary sea creatures. And by night, I ran my own sushi bar. Occasionally, I'd also do a bit of farming, breed fish, and even take part in a K-pop concert. It's Davidoff the Diver. Higher. It is higher on my list. <laughs> oh, it's higher is on it? this list. Is it? Yeah. Oh. David the Diver. Much higher. <laughs> much, much higher. Davidoff the Diver. The Davidoff. Das Diver. <laughs> Dav the Diver. Only where's Davidoff. <laughs> yeah, it's higher on my list. Uh, my number five. I'm, well, now we know it's not going to be higher on anybody's list because uh, Dan didn't. Put it on his Mario Wonder. Yeah. So Zach, we can talk about that now. Yay! Unless Tom, Thanks. you had it higher. On I mean, Dan can um, shit about it no matter what. I don't have it on my list. I, I'm I'm playing it, so I I can't put it on my list. I thought you sold all seven, your all seven hours of it, Tom. Enjoy it while it lasts. Uh, uh, my uncle works at Nintendo. Cat <laughs> <laughs> still has a Switch. She does, yeah. yeah We've been playing uh, some Switch games. We've been playing uh, Strange Horticulture on her Switch. It's good fun. God. Yes, Zach, Mario Wonder. <laughs> Super Mario Wonder is really good. My only uh, complaint is that I wish it was longer. Yeah, it is short, like, isn't it? Yeah, I think I beat it. Like, I saw credits in, like, six hours. Yeah, you can get pretty much left to right in pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing in between, nothing worth seeking out. Not like a whole gimmick in the game that you're meant to find and it completely changes every single level into if something different. If they wanted me to see it, they would have put it in my path from left to right. They Question. do. It's Nintendo game design. That's what they yes, do. Zach. Question. Did you even find the Star World? Yes. <laughs> That's a no. <laughs> no. I found it. Did, Did I you transverse the Star World? <laughs> no. There you go. So we're done talking. I mean, like, you didn't play it. <laughs> oh, that's a shame, Eric. That's a shame you didn't really You've play it. You've missed, genuinely missed so much from that game. I'll yeah. play more of it. Just leave me alone. I enjoyed what I played of it enough for it to grace my list. I admire, I admire you from getting through it quickly, but at the same time, you have missed a shit ton of stuff. Like, the wonder the wonder levels are, they are so fun. good. They are really yeah. fun. It's so creative as well. The things they come up with, you just never know where it's going to go next. I, the, the, the one like actual gripe that I have with it is that the multiplayer is not fun. In, in any sense that, of the imagination. It's engineered... It's just not so. The way that it works is, if you're in a in a game with another person, one of you is randomly assigned the crown, and you are the leader of the group. So you dictate whether the screen moves left or right, and everybody else is just kind of like 
at your mercy for movement. But if you die, the crown goes to somebody else. And if that somebody else is one of those people that just likes to run and just (laughs) everybody else just gets left behind, like it won't stop. And if you get left behind, you just die. And then you float back onto the screen as a bubble. So for everybody to be alive at the same time is very rare. It's just, it, it was very frustrating and kids and I ended up like, we all kind of got frustrated with it. We're just like, we just not, we just can't play this together. That's why you should play it by yourself. I did. I ended up playing it by myself, but not properly. No, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I like the game. I uh, thought the physics changes were good. I really liked, I yeah. like the little things in Mario games, like uh, when you go in a pipe and this one, like you're always scurrying up or down pipes. Yeah. And then um, he, grabs his, he grabs his hat, like when he goes through it sideways and stuff like that. I yeah. love the little new animations. Yeah. The new animations are good. And moreover, just the, the entire game feels much better than the, the new Super Mario Brothers, which let's face it, they yeah. weren't great. Um, yeah. And I really, really liked uh just the complexity of what you came across in that game in terms of level design like did you were playing like tiny little weird rhythm games you were definitely playing um you know fine stuff like there was just diversity in how the levels were designed and put together that i thought was great yeah it wasn't just your standard standard 2d mario fair was it the wonder flowers in particular really mixed things up and before you know it, you're riding on the back of a dragon and stuff like that. It's really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Spoilers um, if you haven't also, done that one, Eric. I also I really like the uh, the new mushroom design. The new mushroom. Like, I really did like the elephant. I really mm. did like the, the drill buddy or whatever that do you is. Know what, mm-hmm. Do you know what I thought? It's Nintendo, in particular, is so good at this. And just little subtle things. Like, when you get the elephant music and the music change, the elephant power up and the music changes a little bit to sound more, like, elephanty. <laughs> yeah it's yeah, really yeah, clever yeah. with like yeah. kind of a bit of trumpets in the background and it's just so clever <laughs> and just I've an always... all-around good game i mean yeah. like that's that's what it is it's great i always a... thought nintendo is so good but particularly with 2d marios well the 3d marios as well of introducing new mechanics like they've they never really outright explain them but the way through the level design is always kind of explains how things work yeah and that's mm-hmm. what's that's what's really clever i think it's hard yeah. to go wrong with a that... Mario game, you know. I like the little flowers that cheer me on. Yeah. yeah. Did you yeah. leave the voices on for them or no? I, I did. did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I think some some of them are quite dark. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> One, two. Like I found that I did turn them off after a while of playing, but up front they were almost necessary. Mm. Yeah. For some I of thought... the levels. I thought the guy who did uh, Mario's voice as well was spot on. Yeah. 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 Oh, this is the I first mean, game where he... Yeah, Charles, it wasn't Charles Martinet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yes, they've binned him off. He's now just a Mario ambassador. He doesn't do the voice anymore. You know, at some point, you got to pass the torch. Yeah. 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 I mean, Mario don't say much, so... Yeah. It's not much, it's not much of a gig, really, but... <laughs> I played this entire game as Luigi anyway, so I don't care. uh all right zach number four number four uh i got a feeling this is gonna be higher on other people's list as well but my number four was final fantasy 16 higher yup higher i figured 
It's got you wondering about my top three now, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I was looking at this, and I, 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 I had a, as Dan would say, a brainwave, and I think I know what your number one is now, and I just... All right, I'm ready. I'll see if I'm ready yeah. when we get there. Tom, number four. Uh, guys, my number four is Honkai Star Rail. Ooh. Honky Star Railer? Yep. Uh, it is a gacha game. It's my number four. Um, Isn't that but, so, is there some kind of weird hentai thing? It is. I, I mean, <laughs> that, no, not really, Dan. Not, not actually. Oh, so it is. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Um, so I was very unsure if I was even going to try this because I'm pretty... I mean, it's just I'm against the predatory nature of like the way those games function, but I will say that Star Rail um, makes very little to no effort to get you to spend any money. Um, the spending money is really just if you're really into a certain character, or you really want to improve, uh, or you want to buy tokens that you can then redeem for stuff. Kind of, kind of like a sort of a pay-to-win uh, situation. Uh, not really, but. You don't have to do it. You, you. I've never felt encouraged to do it, which is why I'm. I felt good about putting this game on my list because otherwise, this game has some surprisingly great writing. I don't know who did the localization. Like probably huge teams that are paid a lot of money, um, but it is like it translates beautifully to English. And um, there are there are a bunch of side quests that made me really think about what decision I should make. Like it gives you various choices like moral choices and i would expect that normally from an, an rpg maybe in the mainline quest but not not just throw away side quests like these felt like they actually had some care and good writing in them uh it's a turn you know it's a turn-based rpg and it's unfortunately one of those ones where you don't know where the end is because it's just it's just carrying on and carrying on um but i, I would think, like uh, to say that i know anything about it like i i literally dropped into it and walked through the first <laughs> door and did a fight and went yeah that's cool on to something new yeah, <laughs> yeah. i did the, i did the first section and then moved on to something new. it's cool i don't yeah. know why it's it's 100 percent a dan game 100 percent yeah the turn -based battles are really cool really yep. flashy and yep. uh, i just kind of it had that something else futuristic yep rogue galaxy style feel to it like, oh, it feels a bit like yeah. star ocean as yeah. well a I bit think. of star ocean in there um i i think it really is the kind of game you guys both of you in particular i think would like um it, it just yeah it does need some of your does demand some of your time and it's got a few it, i say that it doesn't force you to spend money that's true but it does throw at you a few things like you know daily tasks and check these boxes to get these items there's a bit of that at the beginning but once you've kind of done that you can actually strip away that crap and get to the meat of the game there's a great game under there and um um i'm i'm, I'm still enjoying it and i haven't i haven't got to wear the latest patches yet but um it's something that i throw on the ipad every now and again and and, and have a good time with so so do they release uh, new content periodically like new sections yes Yes, every sort of like few months or so, they'll they'll be right. like, okay, there's a new chapter. Yeah. So. Uh, I yeah. did not see that coming. <laughs> I completely forgot that that was one of your top games. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Dan, number four. So over the summer here in the UK, there was a bit of a news story came out about King Charles, 
He'd been watching the state of London out of his window at Buckingham Palace. The dreary rain pouring down as miserable people walked to and fro, frowns on their faces. Camilla approached him from behind and saw that he was crying, said Charles Darling. What's wrong? said Camilla. One is weeping for one's... <laughs> one is weeping tears for one's kingdom. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Dan. <laughs> I was proud of this one. That might be the worst one yet. <laughs> yes, that's what we want. <laughs> like in all of the years. Yes. Very good. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Tom's it higher on your list? Uh just double no. check. Just just give it a once no. over. Just just it's not here. Just look. Yeah. No. It's not here. It's in the recycle. I'm surprised bin. by that. Yeah. It's in the recycle oh, yeah. bin. <laughs> uh yeah. Go on, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I well, I was checking through my playlists, uh, my player times, and stuff like that, and uh, I put over sixty hours into this. Apparently, I think so, I, I put about sixty to seventy. Nothing yeah. compared to Breath of the Wild. I put a hundred oh. plus into Breath of the Wild. Wow. Oh, yeah, I think my counter stopped it, popping it on Breath is, of the Wild. It is easy, I guess, to write this off as DLC for Breath of the Wild, but I think that is doing it a disservice as well. Um, it has sort of the same map. And it has some of the same stuff, but the new mechanics and the being able to build things and the entire underworld and the sky sections as well means this is a huge ass game. It's very big. Like it, it, it's essentially two giant open worlds. The one knock that I had was I, I loved building stuff, seeing what the hell you could come up with. The physics engine in it was just incredible given the console that it's on. But you were kind of limited in your battery power and then to upgrade your batteries was just such a time sink of going down and doing like this farming run for the different items that you needed to then upgrade your batteries it just got to the point where it's like this is too much so i'll get loud here and say that if tears of the kingdom proved anything to me it's how much we need a new fucking switch like, we just need a new console. It, it became really hard to watch about halfway through it. Uh, because you knew how much better it could be. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is a shame. Um, I'm impressed they've even got that game to run on the Switch, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's pretty much all right for the most part. I didn't find too much errors with it and stuff. But obviously, it's jank. It's like the Switch is bad with popping and stuff like that now. Yeah. Uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I got uh, it's just the, more of Breath of the Wild. I got to the end of it, and I didn't have the same warm and fuzzy that I had at the end of Breath of the Wild. Like Breath of the Wild, I got to the end and went, it's the best game I've ever played. Like Not my favorite game. Thanks, Tom. Big thumbs down from you. But like I got to the end of it and went, <laughs> that is genuinely one of the most well-executed games I've ever played. Like The most engrossing. There's just infinite things to do. Um Plus, it was Zelda's first foray into like big open, open world. Good, but just, just come and do DIY at my house. I've got infinite things you can do. I bet you'd love that. That's better. Than I've already done that twice. <laughs> is that what we're do- is that what we're doing for me bachelor party? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're just coming to work. Yep. We're gonna teach you how to do stuff around your house. Right. Set me away of doing the keyholes on the doors. I'm good at that. Just tape. Just oh my god. Um, yeah i don't i don't know if there's really anything else that i want to say about tears of the kingdom it was it was great i liked it 
Yeah. Do I ever I, think I I'll would... play it again? No, absolutely not. No. no. I'm so intrigued no. what they're going to do next. Well, they've said that this is the formula moving forward. They did, but they also said that this the next one might be quite different. So they've like but whether that's kind of a new setting or something. Here's what I hope they do moving forward. Uh, Roger a cucumber. Make a good game. (laughs) 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 Got him. (laughs) I'm just being a dick. They need to go first person and then make it a battle royale. (laughs) Look, don't, please don't give them ideas. <laughs> crossbow simulator right there. Yeah. Like, like apparently, apparently Sony's working on a Horizon MMO. We don't need that. You saw how well Turok worked on the N64. Like, let's just build off of that. But Is this Zelda. the ad campaign? Is this, this legitimate, like, what you're trying to sell here? <laughs> Can you tell that I work in sales? Like, I'm an ideas man here. Like, listen... I don't care Start how we with have a 20-year-old game. Draw a comparison. <laughs> <laughs> Take something that was marginally shit and make it worse. I, I kind of feel like they need to take the Zelda story forward. If they're going to do anything. Like, I'm not saying that you need to move on from Zelda, but like we keep going back and further and further in the past. And that that that's okay at the point they were at. But I mean, like, they need to take it forward. And again, I don't I don't I don't I don't really want to playing Kokiri Forest. I don't know how you pronounce that. But like, new towns, new cities. Oh, yeah, take the piss out of him. Kokiri Forest. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I feel like Zelda and the, the similar like, hey, let's make the world, but let's make it the same, is kind of stale. Show us and Zelda you have to do it forever. in the modern era. Like, Grand Theft Auto style Zelda. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Link. Yeah, is... and then you can be in Dan's Koki Kiri, whatever the fuck that was. How did you pronounce it? Go near my forest. No, 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 no. It was like Karakiro, wasn't it? That's Karo syrup, son. That sounds better than whatever you said. Kakariko. Got the word cock right in the beginning. Like, yeah, it's oh, not yeah. hard. Yeah, fair enough. I, I'm yeah. being more family friendly. Uh, my number four is something that we can f- we can finally talk about. We can talk about putting on the gear, going into giant blue hole, swimming down, collecting fish, and then reselling it for profit. Dave the Diver. Yay! Yay. Dave the Diver. This Huzzah. is one of those games where. I didn't. I, I mean, I, I remember seeing a trailer for it, and then Dan said, "Hey, I just played the demo for Dave the Diver and immediately bought it." And he's like, "You should play the demo too." And I went, "Nah," and just straight up bought it, and it was <laughs> all over from there. Yeah. Yeah. What I a game! This, I what a crazy it. game! It's just. It's <laughs> possibly. A game where I thought I expected it to be a certain thing, and it went completely away from that by the end. Yeah, it just and keeps con- changing midway through. It it takes two genres that just shouldn't work and pushes them together into a game that is just excellent. Like, roguelike, but you're a scuba diver, and then you mesh that with restaurant simulator. It's like, how did... like? 
at what point did they think that that would be a great idea? But it was. Yeah. And I think the <laughs> reason that it works yeah. so well is that I think what could have broken it is if they spent too much time in, in the sushi shop. Like, those are always very short. They're very, less than a couple minutes, and then boom, you're back out fishing. Like, they could have really yeah. drawn that out and been like, yeah, you got to manage all this shit. It's like, no, I don't want to do this. I, I weirdly quite liked the sushi. Uh, I did as well. I enjoyed parts. it. I hated yeah. having to pour the sake beer. or the beer. Yeah. I quite liked it. The tea that's the when beer. you employ somebody to do it. I only ever had one employee. Yeah. I never really did ever really? had to be on that. Oh my god! Yeah. I, had, I just I had leveled two, up. I had two helping, I think, and then one, a couple in the chef and area as well. So you just yeah, stood same. there. Yeah, pretty much. You don't yeah. even do. You don't really have to do much. Oh, I was always involved. running around. It's the American dream. <laughs> They've yeah. upgraded yeah. the game to the point they don't have to play it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, this it, it drip feeds you mechanics all the way to the end like new mechanics and features that i ever thought would be possible in a single game that is just uh, ostensibly just you know like 15 uh, hours into it you sent me a message you're like hey get ready something new's coming in that you're gonna love and like an hour (laughs) later i went you guys there's farming in this Uh, yeah yeah farming uh breed uh, fish breeding or whatever um K-pop the K-pop concert. thing that Dan mentioned. Uh, there's a solid. Upgrades. There's a Metal Gear Solid style level where you have to yeah. stealth. Yeah. Um, Seahorse racing uh, or um, gambling Bandicoot style run away from the boulder type levels. You know. Yeah. yeah. Those guns. Let's not forget guns. We could upgrade guns. Guns, guns are in there. Yep. Love uh, it. Sea- did you mention the seahorse racing already? Yep. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yep. Just there's a black. Just... There's a blacksmith shop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh God. There's yeah. And then there's the whole sea people city stuff to figure out, and yeah. they've so, got their own stuff going on. I don't know if we really talked a lot about this on on the show because that was kind of during our hiatus. But like the gameplay loop of this is you're a fat scuba diver named Dave, and you just <laughs> show up in this new town where a gigantic blue hole has opened up, and you want to go oh, explore it. Yeah. But you meet up with this. Uh, sushi chef who's fallen from grace and he's trying to just start up his sushi shop and you guys pair up you know you bring him fish and work with him he pays you rinse repeat so there's a day day night cycle so during the day you can dive into the blue hole and collect fish using your spear gun or kill them using your your regular gun then the fish are worth less but whatever you collect during the day you take to the sushi shop and you make sushi you sell it then you get money to upgrade your equipment to then dive deeper into the blue hole. That's essentially the gameplay loop, and it is highly addictive. But at the end of each day, during the night, the sushi shop opens, and you 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 have to curate a menu of the sushi with the fish that you've caught, and you can upgrade it to get better flavor profiles, uh, get a higher price for it. Um, but then they tie in mm. the social media aspect with, Instacook and <laughs> these people come in and they'll take pictures of their food and post on it. So you want to raise that so that you can then do other stuff and you can hire people. It's a really engaging gameplay loop. It's very similar to Moonlighter, but instead of managing mm. a shop to sell stuff, you sell food. I think yep. there should have been a Moonlighter too by now. A hundred percent. I would be so that game over is that. so good. You played the DLC, I can, right? I have never played the DLC actually. Oh, you should. 
I should. You're right. <laughs> I, I saw it recently and I was like, ooh, I could be tempted. One of the few games that I've actually bought the DLC for and went back to and played and finished. Like that's... Well, shut up until I get into Stardew Valley 2. <laughs> <laughs> actually, what is that? The Haunted Chocolatier? I want to play that. The what? Man. It there's a sequel to Sturdy Valley coming out called The Haunted Chocolatier that I very much Oh like. yeah. Oh, yeah. So I bought a game. Yeah. I bought a game. Sorry, this is a, a segue based on that. Segway. Tom and I have been looking at, at games. Um speaking of Stardew Valley, I bought a game called Graveyard Keeper, which is essentially Stardew Valley, <laughs> but you manage a medieval graveyard instead of a farm. It's, it's a great game. Can't wait. I haven't Excellent. I haven't started it yet, but I'm looking forward oh, okay. to it. So, um, guys, we are in our top three. Mental. Mother of God, here we are. Top three. Zach, take us in. So my top three is composed of newer, older games, uh, and the first one that I'd like to talk about at number three is Metal Gear Solid. Or as known in the UK, Ghost Babel. Ooh. Oh, wow. Ghost Bagel. Yeah. It's a uh, <laughs> Ghost Bagel is a fantastic game. <laughs> you just forked <laughs> out some some big money on this. Yeah, I did. Uh, and I I didn't I played it, but I hadn't really paid much attention. But I will tell you it's every bit as good as Metal Gear Solid, just toned down. Oh. Uh, it's mm. top down perspective, it's overhead. It's got a completely different story to it, uh, but it's very good in the sense that what they're trying to do is replicate Metal Gear Solid. And for a Game Boy Color game, it's fucking blown me away almost every time I've turned it on. And I'm two-thirds of the way through it, um, and it's just a good, solid game. Um, I haven't played much on the Game Boy Color, sadly for me, uh, but what I'm learning about Game Boy is that it's a very versatile platform, and you really should give time to games that um, maybe you didn't pay so much attention to in the past. I will tell you mm. one of the things uh, I will agree with Eric. You should not fork out money for Game Boy Color games because uh, they are like if you buy them like me, like in a box with instructions and shit, oh. like it is crippling how expensive they are. But you could sure load up your own very personal backup copy of those games um, <laughs> and have tons of fun with them. Tom, do you remember at A&C Games, the first time I came to visit you, we saw a copy of this loose, and it was like 90 Canadian. The yep, fact so that like, I yep. didn't buy that, along with not having bought Snatcher for, what was it, 300 Canadian at that time? Ooh, so yeah, 25% off of that price is what it would be American. So I yep. could have picked up snatcher sega cd complete in box for like 250 240 and ghost babel for 70 listen we all miss a we miss an opportunity every once in a while so how how long is this one zach uh i'm probably six hours into it so i mean for a game boy color game it's pretty good i think i've probably got another couple hours left but it's it's striking how long this one is has the ghost bagel revealed itself yet it has not Okay. I have There's heard hints that of the is, ghost bagel. <laughs> I, 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 I've heard that ghost bagel is really, really good. I, I, yeah. I'd heard, and I like surprisingly, surprisingly good because a lot of these big games that had like uh, forgotten stepchild 
Game Boy uh, games <laughs> did uh, not did like I remember I remember because I, I had a Game Boy Color before I had any other or a Game Boy and Game Boy Color before I had like any major consoles and stuff like that and I um like I played Perfect Dark at a friend's house and then uh, asked my mum for it and she bought me Perfect Dark on the Game Boy. Sure, uh, you know it's 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 not what you no. when you're a kid you're like oh yeah oh. oh. <laughs> Yeah. At, least, uh, at least you didn't get a navigation controller. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. I love it. Uh, That'd be really handy for you, some VR headset. We could add this to the list to play this year, Tom. Yeah, I'd be down. I'd be down. It's portable. You could play it on the deck. Yep. Yeah, blow it up to sixteen by ten. Yes, yeah, sixteen by ten. Good job. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> really blast those things open. Just. So. Tr- I go. I've been. I paid for all this screen. I learned that from Dan. That's <laughs> oh. good, good mentality to have, my friends. <laughs> all right, Tom, you're number three. Um, guys, my number three is. I had a great. I had a blast playing. I'm still. I've still got so much to go, but I put twenty hours in already, and I love it. My number three is Gran Turismo Seven. Yeah, that's. A- Oh yeah, wow! Yeah. I thought that about putting was... that on my list again this year, but it's so good. I haven't played a Gran Turismo. Honestly, I haven't really dug into a Gran Turismo since three on the PS2. So I missed a lot of Gran Turismo games over the years, and it's been so good to come back to it and for it to be as good as it is now. Um, I know the car selection isn't quite as big as it was in six, I believe, but whatever the 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 gameplay is king and it just it's just serving me so much good content um i really want to get into the online mode actually at some point this year and start doing races online um i'm worried about going back to this after having played f1 oh yeah (laughs) like because we're playing it with the steering wheel and F1 yeah. is really tight. Like, you can take those corners at an absolute full clip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to do a lot more. Uh, it's going to be difficult going back to GT, I think. Um, yeah. But, man, the presentation of it all is just, it's very, it's its always been a very sophisticated uh, racing game. I mean, it kind of it kind of basks in its own classiness if you like the way it presents you know it's, it's a very much a celebration of cars right and motorsport yeah. in general but but it's just like even when you have to uh do certain races in specific types of vehicles so you're never just choosing your you know supercars you're racing all kinds of different things mini coopers and honda civics and everything and mclarens right uh but then it will give you like a quick history lesson of I like when that. these cars were first produced and like which engines they used which which ones were popular commercially which ones had faults and failures over the years and how the public reacted and i just like i'm into cars so like that just is an extra huge bonus to me like on top of a great game i'm kind of like learning a bit about the history of some of these vehicles that never came to europe like there's a lot of american cars that didn't come over um so that's all really interesting to me and uh i don't know it's it's great and it looks gorgeous and i've got the steering wheel now and a rig set up so yeah I, i see myself playing a lot more of this in 2024 so yeah the steering wheel has yeah. been one of my favorite gaming purchases this year. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Especially so playing just... some snow runner together. <laughs> snow runner. Hell yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Good yeah. game. Dan. The only car I 
Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say real quick. The only car I didn't love in Gran Turismo was the one that you had to get the license for, and it topped out at like nine RPM. Like it was a oh. seven mile an hour car, and I had to somehow get that over the line in eight seconds, and I was going uphill, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like that. <laughs> no way. Jeez. <laughs> Dan, number three. Welcome," said the headmaster. He, you will do many things. You will attend one lesson throughout the year, spend the rest of your time exploring the castle, pissing about over the countryside, shooting magic at big spiders, and somehow probably becoming the most powerful witcher wizard who ever lived. Oh, and you will pet all the cats as well. Hogwarts Legacy. I forgot about this game. Oh, I completely yeah, forgot. Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, talk about everything I ever wanted out of a Harry Potter game. It's, it's a Dan Min. game if I've ever seen one. Yeah, yeah. it was 100%. Right, so good like... it came out very very early in the year so i almost forgot that i'd played it this year <laughs> but yeah it, was made, it, like February it made, a canny, it made yeah. a canny impact on me and i loved it it makes no sense thematically in the harry potter universe like <laughs> with what you do and stuff like like for all the reasons i just mentioned like you can literally you go to each lesson and then you don't have to attend lessons ever again. And you can just literally go for days outside in the countryside, pissing about doing side quests. <laughs> See, I think that... So I bought this the day it came out. And I played probably about 10, 15 hours of it. But then Final Bar Line came out and then PSVR 2 came out. So this game never stood a chance. Oh, never yeah. stood a chance. This is like when I bought Horizon, but I already was playing Elden Ring. And poor Horizon got just canned. <laughs> just just never came back. Yeah. This is why I, I really like the idea. It just means that you played it this year. Because, like, absolutely, like, her Forbidden West has to go on my backlog. Because I still haven't right. caught up from playing it yet. Yeah. Yep. You need to play that because it's really good. I know. I, know. I kind of want to start it over, though. And give it its proper to. fair shake. Sure. Yeah. But Hogwarts Legacy, yeah. to your point, was a, an excellent game. My daughter played it, um, and I primarily bought it for my wife and my daughter. I watched my daughter play it for probably 30 hours before she rolled credits on it. And I am flabbergasted by how good that game is coming out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm glad that it lived up mostly to the hype that was generated around it. Yeah. yeah I think Absolutely. people enjoyed the game. People who played it enjoyed it. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a couple of friends that don't really play those style of games. Like Scott, he's not really super into those style, and he dumped a ton of time into that game. Yeah, so I think it I think it really appealed to the Harry Potter fans. I think a lot of the stuff was really lost on me, though. A lot of the little Easter yeah. eggs and homages to things because I yeah. didn't I didn't grow yeah. up reading the book. I've never read the books. I've seen the movies, but like I wasn't immersed in the culture. So I imagine Dan, for you going through, it's like, oh my god, this is awesome. Look yeah, at this. see, I I was all in from Harry Potter. For, I was actually around the same age of like when the films came out. I was around the same age as, as like he would be in the film. So oh, I kind of grew up yeah. with that and the books. That's so awesome. it's kind of it's a big it's a big part of my childhood. It's kind of like sure. your kids with Fortnite, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah. to have that kind of world to explore in and like them to do Hogwarts with so much love and care and there'd be so much in it and a really good magic combat system as well because they tried yeah, yeah. for years to do a Harry Potter game and one was like a Gears oh, of War yeah. style cover shooter, which was just hey, atrocious. What, wasn't there one for Xbox that was pretty good? 
like Xbox, the original Xbox. They did all the like Deathly Hollows and stuff like that yeah. games for Xbox. Yeah, I think it was Sorcerer's Stone, wasn't it? Wasn't that oh. decent? Yeah, the the old mm-hmm. ones were too bad, like yeah. the PS One ones and stuff like that. But this is on uh, another I level. I think what made this it. game so great was the fact that it was developed by people like you, Dan, who grew up with Harry Potter, so they knew what to put in there because, like, this is what I would love. Yeah. And it wasn't mm. it wasn't a game like that's predatory like you get a lot nowadays. It was kind of a self-contained thing. Everything was in there. Yeah. There wasn't any DLC to get. And particularly with Warner Brothers as well, that's quite rare. They're about to release Suicide Squad, which is packed to the brim with live <laughs> surface elements. Oh, so God, which yep. is, is is making me sad already. Yeah. So, uh, but I no. love this game and. A hearty, hearty recommendation. I reckon this would be number one on my list if there weren't a couple of stronger ones, right? Which have yeah, just man. pipped it to the post. Good lord! Oh. Yeah, my well, uh, my experience with Harry Potter was that there was nothing to complain about until the Switch port came out. Then I can complain a lot, but yeah, <laughs> not great. Yeah, yeah. It's not, not great. great. <laughs> it's not great. Man, not um, great. <laughs> my number three. Uh, it, this this was a difficult decision to put it in this place, but um, RPGs were kind of my jam this year. I played a lot of RPGs, and all the ones that I played were phenomenal. And uh, this one is, is one of my favorite games from childhood that they have remastered, and they, they gave it the R treatment like they did for uh, the first version. It is Star Ocean Second Story R. Wow. Ooh. Good for you. This game, I tell you what, um, I played through first departure R last, I think that was on my list last year. It was. So second story R this year. Um, I forgot how good second story is. It's just such so an good. incredibly well-crafted game. And every time I play a star ocean game, I always forget how complicated the skill system is, like how you have to learn penmanship and orchestra and crafting and aesthetics and visual appeal and all of that type of stuff and how doing that opens up super specialties which then you can compose music and then that allows you to summon a boss fight that you wouldn't normally get to fight that you can then level up and it's so intricate and for some reason i absolutely love that it was the the having it portably so i played a ton of it handheld on switch which i normally don't do but i would just sit and like level grind to get skills and specialties up and um i forgot how much of a left turn this game takes halfway through in terms of story i remember getting to a point where i'm i'm on energy need going the fuck happened like (laughs) what is all of this and how did i get here because it just happened and you're like, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care. The characters are awesome. The story's fantastic. Uh, the combat is super good. Um, Dan, this is this game. Did you ever end up playing First Departure R or no? Uh, no, I've not played it. Oh, I think Star Ocean would be kind of up your pooper. I've played third. What was it? The third one? The Last Hope or whatever it was. See, I haven't played anything past oh, Second Story. You played the Xbox 360 one, Dan, right? Yes. The Last Hope. Yeah, me too. That one, was, that one was canny. I enjoyed that, apart from the character yeah. called Limmel, who was so irritating. It was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, what's that was one, a weird game. What's the one for PS2? Till the End of Time. The end yep. of That's time. generally considered the best one, generally. Well, Which, that and Second Story. Yeah. Till the yeah. End of Time is a surprise game for me because I actually own it and I had no idea. 
Like, I had no idea I owned that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's yeah, that's a it's awesome. I mean, I we had a show and I talked a ton about it, but um, it, it's it's a timeless game. It genuinely is a timeless game. That's just the characters in it are are awesome. Um, yeah, second story R. Zach, you're number two. Oh, well, this is not going to be a surprise for anybody. Uh, but I got a box in the mail this year. And I think it was back in January or February. And it was the beautiful gold edition, big box edition of Castlevania Symphony in the Night. So, I knew it would yeah. be on there. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's number one's Bloodborne, isn't it? <laughs> I bet it. You gotta wait. Uh, no, I, it's <laughs> Castlevania Symphony of the Night, and it came with a bunch of books and stickers and art books and all that stuff. And I, again, like, I'm always going to love Castlevania Symphony of the Night. It is my palate cleanser. Yeah, say, uh, yeah. So I put it on my list uh, because I got the big box edition, and I figured that kind of counted. Yes. But I, I, as a rule, I play through it five or six times a year. That's insane. It's a great Damn, game. dude. That's cool. <laughs> I wish I had a game like that but I don't. Yeah. I'm actually interested. Um, for Sega Saturn, they just they haven't published it, like brought it to physical market, but the uh, the guys that were working on Nocturne in the Moonlight, which is the Sega Saturn version of Castlevania Symphony of the Night, are actually publishing a fully translated, transparency fixed, uh, still got some performance problems, but a full-on version of Nocturne in the Moonlight. And the Sega Saturn famously plays CDRs, so... I'll be firing mm-hmm. that up in the next week or so. Oh, shit. I didn't know that it played CDRs. Yeah. Huh. Anything will play CDRs if you know how. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, my, my, yeah. Tom, number two. Guys, my number two. Uh, I almost forgot about it because it was really early in the year. But, man, I'm so glad I remember because actually my wife reminded me of it. I was putting the list together. I was like, what do you think of this list? Am I missing anything? And she's like, you're not going to put Stardew Valley on there. And I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. I put like 60 hours into that game. Oh yeah. And I, and I'd never played it before. And I absolutely adored it. I, and to the point where my wife and I were playing on separate switches in the same room, silent for hours, just loving it it's such a good game it's great it's so good that i'm actually going to go back and play it again because there's a new update coming out where he's added a whole bunch of new shit apparently isn't there a multiplayer mode now yeah four player wow yeah we should play that sometime no we shouldn't (laughs) no um and it kind of connects a little bit i think to this is also the year where i got a little bit more into um pc modding like mods for games um where i'm like there's a lot of mods that are just kind of a bit a bit hokey but there are some that are just like okay this is genuinely like this should be in the base game you know like stuff where you can get a locked frame rate or just like um texture improvements and stuff like that but or change all your characters to tifa yeah yeah exactly but there's a mod for there's mods for stardew that are just amazing that are just such good quality for life uh, quality of life updates uh being able to harvest everything with the scythe like oh, can you yeah. imagine that just stuff like that um but then there's people who've added like an entire second or third town 
with new NPCs, new events, new situations, new fish. Like, just people have gone crazy on that game. Um, I actually figured out, and that was another. That was, I was so into it back in the back in the beginning of this of last year that I actually put my own NPC in the game. I figured out I, that he he shared the the source code on the with the game. It's just a bunch of like XML files and JSON files where you can just add objects and just put in like new characters. The way he developed it was like I don't know. We're looking through the looking through some of the ways that. Um, uh, fish and items and characters like the way he's like compartmentalized like each area of uh how the game works is like really nicely written and it was like actually kind of fun from a game development perspective to see how the game was made and especially it's just even more impressive because it's one dude i know like like he probably there's I'm sure there's more people involved since he's got it all localized to different languages and it's got published and everything but like you know the the essence of one guy's love for harvest moon just screams at you the whole he time was the guy who game. basically yeah. devoted his life to this and his girlfriend supported him for yep. like five years while he did it and then yeah didn't the the guy from harvest the guy who made harvest moon play it and like send him a personal note going hey love your game yeah yeah, yeah. and si- and signed his copy of uh uh harvest moon for the snes or whatever and met oh, him so like cool. signed his cartridge that's so cool but yeah his girlfriend was like a waitress i think she had like two jobs and was like they were barely holding it together and she's like and he would be like on reddit and stuff when he's supposed to be making the game while she's at work and she'd come home and he's like opens the code editor again and he's like feeling guilty as hell that he wasn't like working full-time on the game um and then, like, when he went, I think when Jason Schreier interviewed him and stuff, he's like, yeah, I went and met, met with the guy who made Stardew, and he's driving this, like, Toyota Corolla with a different colored car door because he got it replaced at the scrap yard. And he's like, <laughs> the dude is living, like, authentically, a, a thought as an authentic life as you could, as you could, but despite um, being a millionaire, you know, being a multimillionaire. Yeah. Um, yeah. He never really kind of changed to who, he, who he was, and uh, he kept himself pretty grounded and... and uh, yeah, kudos to his to, to partners that support you through uh, such creative endeavors like that. I think I think uh, she is certainly an unsung hero in the story. Um, just a really cool game, and and probably one of the best farming sims you can play out there. And uh, everyone should. I'm sure everyone who's listening has played Stardew Valley and knows what it is. But it's nice to statistically about everybody it. you talk to has played Stardew Valley. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, that game is huge. Yeah. I have not. Oh, oh, Dan. I oh. believe that Russell has played thousands upon thousands <laughs> of hours of that. Like, I, yeah. I've got him on my yeah, friends my list wife. on Switch, and I look at it, it's like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> Seriously, my wife um, started playing on her tablet, switched over to Switch when she got one, uh, because it's very easy to play on Switch, but now is playing on her phone more than anything else. Yeah. And I mean, just like everything is so perfect and fluid. Like she actually prefers to play it on her phone now uh, yeah. because she says like, hey, navigation is much easier this way. Um, and then she'll show me like four or five little tricks. And I'm like, fucking shit, man. Like they that, that game is a labor of love. Um, and I, I, will, I will pull cash out of my pocket every month to support that guy. Yeah, uh, me too. because he's you know he's doing it. He's doing exactly what he wanted. Yeah, he, he is, and um, uh, and and everybody thought that he was going to be kind of giving up uh, updating the game 
uh, yeah. and, and, and less <laughs> and less bugs and less bug fixing or or really I think localization to because you can play that game in like fifty different languages now. But sure enough, yeah, he's he's come out with a another update, you know, and the game is like ten bucks. Like it could easily yeah. have been so much more than that, but it's like a ten dollar game. Yeah, but it's that you, it's that sales mentality of would you rather have a few sales at a lot of dollars or a ton of sales at a few dollars. Yeah. I always err on the side of like, make your stuff cheap. So you have a broader appeal. Yeah. yeah. You you get a bigger audience that way. Right. You do. You do. Wow. Good choice. It, it calls into question uh, and I'll bring this up later, but it calls into question a, a glaring omission from your list. Um, <laughs> really? It does, yes, absolutely. Dan, number two. Number two. Thank you for saving our village, said the elder, beaming with pride. Please accept these three buttons, a cracked vase, four pieces of pocket fluff, and a token for three peanuts which you can redeem in the local tavern. Clive nodded. He reached out slowly, took the three buttons, the cracked vase, the four pieces of pocket fluff, and his token for three peanuts, and inserted them directly into his ass. His work here was done. <laughs> It's Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> Higher. <laughs> oh, uh, got it right. We all got it right. It is higher. Excellent. <laughs> so, Tom, unless you really throw a wrench in the system here, my number two is going to draw into question a glaring omission from your list, but I have a feeling it, it might actually be Dan's number one, maybe? No, 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 it can't. Ooh, I don't know. Anyway, my number two is Sea of Stars. Oh. No way! Oh, God, Dan. Tom, how higher, is... Like, higher. Is it higher on your <laughs> list, Tom? Uh, no, it is not. What? Is that even on there? No. I'm genuinely concerned because <laughs> you you were the driving force behind this game years literal years of I anticipation <laughs> i was and you haven't even finished it no no did you just not like it um no i i did i did like it i did uh, uh well, i play i started it on the xbox and then i sold my xbox so i lost my save file We'll so save. A, we'll, we'll we'll pause. But we'll get back. We'll get okay. back to it. So yeah, okay. um, I, th- I I've already locked in my pick for Zach as Ninja Gaiden, and we knew that was wrong from number twelve. But <laughs> I think I'm gonna throw an audible in here, like just if I can guess. Can I just guess okay. again? You can guess. Is it RoboCop? No. Fuck. Ooh, oh, anybody else want to guess? I I See guess. You? My guess stuff? is still <laughs> technically valid, but I don't think it's going to win. <laughs> Dan, Sea of Stars? <laughs> no, no, sadly. I haven't finished it yet, um, yeah. and I thought I had, but I am in the same boat with Tom. Uh, I was playing on Game Pass, and then my Game Pass expired, and I was like, well, fuck yeah. this. <laughs> I'll yeah. go back and play it on PlayStation. I actually got the physical version of it uh, last week, That's awesome. and so I plan on starting it again on Switch. So, Zach's number one pick is Metroid Prime Remastered. Oh, oh my god. Wow, didn't see that yeah. coming. Metroid Prime Remastered came out earlier this year. I think it was in either January or February. 
And it has fixed the few very, very niggling problems that I thought that game had. Number one, it got rid of GameCube controller support. Uh, And that was a big (laughs) one for me. But it was graphically amazing compared to the original uh, and fixed every issue that I had with Collision, every issue that I had with um, really anything in that game, including boss uh, variety and skill set makeup. So, yep, that takes my number one slot. It's a great game. Wow. Damn. Damn. I did really enjoy Metroid Prime when we played that for the show, actually. Yeah. I wish I would have, but I would never have guessed that. Like, the fact that it just says Metroid right in the title, like, the deck deck was stacked. See, you realize that my top two were Metroid and Castlevania. (laughs) (laughs) So I have Metroidvania as my top. All we talk about is Metroid and Castlevania, honestly. (laughs) Well, hey, we're getting away from Final Fantasy and Zelda. Now it's just going to be Metroid and Castlevania. Like, we'll just beat that horse into the ground. Yeah, what's your number one game again, Eric? I'm sorry, it's not my turn. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't have anything to talk about related to Metroid. Uh, It's a fantastic uh, rendition. I own three different versions of it, and if you have not played it on the Switch, you should play it. I'm glad fans of Metro Prime got got that get, got, it got the lick of paint it needed to to, yep. to polish that game off. Yeah, Tom, would you mind telling us that we're all correct in your guess for? Well, you'll. <laughs> I'm gonna throw you a right now. Uh, you're you're all absolutely right. It it is Alan Wake too. Uh, <laughs> as soon as the credits rolled, I was like, yeah, it's it's my game of the year. It's nothing nothing really nothing actually did come close. All the other games in my list were great, but this nothing came even remotely close to Alan Wake 2. Um, it's just I don't know that studio just does something to me. They just they just they put out such weird games, but with <laughs> such high production and mystique and intrigue, and it's a narrative that just chops and changes. And you never really know where the hell it's going. It's in, in, like grossly meta in every way that control was but times 10 um i feel like sam lake is like western kojima basically kind of just does whatever the fuck he wants and i'm here for it um i'm very excited for max Payne one and two remakes but alan wake 2 was just like i did not expect it out of that game because alan wake one is 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 weak it's a it's pretty weak game okay at best um, it's okay at best. It's it's got some good ideas, uh, but it just it's the best like, thing about that. That yeah. was how I was sure about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was the highlight of, of everything. Yeah, interesting mechanic with the you know the flashlight trying to you know, break through darkness and weaken enemies and all that kind of stuff. And they do that in the in two, but now you're running. Now you're playing uh, as Alan and another another character, and you're kind of chopping and changing between. Uh, between characters, or I want to say between realities, as they label it in that in that game, um, it is a technical fucking marvel. Some of the stuff they do in that game, yeah. Like, I, I I just there's a certain scene, and I can't I can't spoil it because it's just too. It, it's 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 somewhat. It's a little bit like the scene in a uh, control, which I also don't want to spoil. But Dan, okay, knows what I'm, I'm, in, about. I'm in. Yeah, it's like that. And it's just like, oh, my God, where were you going with this? How did you come up with this? This is just insane. How did you pull this off? Um, But, like, 
technical marvels aside, it's got a few holes for sure. And like, I don't, I don't think it's a perfect game. And it was getting some insane reviews that I'm not sure I totally agree with. Like, I, I still love it, but I'm not sure if I would ever go back to it. Um, it's one of those games where you finish it and you're like, I, I don't know what the hell happened for half of that, but I'm going to start piecing it together. <laughs> it lends itself massively to um, you as the audience. You figure out what happened. You you interpret yourself. What do you think really happened? Who do you think's really alive, dead? Who's who's the real villain? Who you know? It talks a lot about. It, it seems like a big um, play on like writer's block and imposter syndrome that seems to really play on those themes uh and also sam lake himself being the writer of alan wake like is alan wake canonic canonically a good writer or is he just a hyped writer and it just blends between weird fourth wall shit and uh (laughs) and its own world building and it's just i don't know it's it's bizarre it's a bizarre time but i had a really fun and interesting time with it i think uh, i'd be curious to know what zach uh how zach felt about the game as well yeah i'm in the same boat like it was definitely a what the fuck experience <laughs> and just again side note just for my taste way too many fat guy dicks uh in the first hour <laughs> of that game like lots of fat guy dick um but i, I agree and i know the section that you're talking about and it's absolutely a mind fuck in the way that you you can't even conceive of unless you played through it. So I, I, I like Tom will not spoil it. But that game technically will knock your socks off. Like at halfway through it, I just stopped playing it on PC and I bought it on PlayStation 5 just so I could see if they could pull that off there. And yeah, they absolutely did. 100%. So mm. it's, it's a marvel. And what it accomplishes. And I always like stories that end in an open, uh, like in an open nature where you're not told, you're not led by the hand, anything you have to decide what it's about. Um, And it was fabulous for all of that. The only reason it's not higher on my list is because of Quantum Break. Uh, And fuck that game. That's it. Because of what? (laughs) Because of what? Sorry. Quantum Break. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That game so much. (laughs) Yeah. I, 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 funny you mentioned that. I, reinstalled quantum break for the third time because i want to play through it because i want to say that i've played and beaten all the remedy games but i just can't do it no it's just it's something about just, it i just it tries but it doesn't fucking work it just doesn't work like, i feel yeah. like that about yeah. control though i put a good five hours into that and i just it's not clicking with me i just am not getting sucked in but you can throw chairs Damn. at people <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i guess that's all you need <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel it. It's it's. I mean, you're giving it a good shake. So if it's not for you, it's not for you. That's totally totally valid. Um, but uh, I people always uh, there's a lot of people I I know who want to play Alan Wake Two, but they um because it's a sequel to a game. Let's face it, nobody played. They're they're going to to they're going to Quantum Break and Control first and I'm like honestly just go straight to Alan Wake 2. Like I think Control is fantastic but don't put blockers in front of if you really want to play Alan Wake 2 because you've seen it and heard the great things about it play play Alan Wake 2. You don't need to have played the first one or yes there's references yes they have a remedy universe but like it's not going to it's not going to really affect your 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 time with it I don't think personally. Fair enough. Um 
There's definitely bits, though, I, I will say, yeah, I guess, you know, having played Control, there are moments in Alan Wake 2 where you're like, oh, holy shit. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. They even it, grab it, a couple bits from the Quantum Break 2. <laughs> is it Sorry. very survival horror-y? Uh, I, I don't... I, I don't... <sighs> I don't think it's scary, Dan. I don't think you'll right. find it particularly scary at all. Um, cool. Does, it doesn't even get into... It's like eerie. I would call it eerie at best, really. Like Silent bit, Hill kind of vibes. Yeah, like creepy a little bit. Creepy moments okay. when you're like, you know, walking through a forest or whatever. But honestly, nah, it's it's most of the time you're, you're fine. It's actually um, in my basket on the PSN at the moment. So I could... Oh, double. man. Very excited for you to play it, honestly. I think mm. you'll like it a lot. Um... Yeah, that's Alan Wake too. Sweet, lovely. Dan, tell but us about Sea of Stars. Well, I've got, I've got an. If you thought me game one about Tears of the Kingdom was cracking, I'm going to read this one out because <laughs> I think this one's <laughs> going to take the cake on all of them because this is great, right? So strap yourselves in. Can I strap, strap myself on, on? Strap on, strap, strap out, whatever you want to do. The old pirate captain sat on the beach next to his grandson. He gears wistfully out to the water before him, watching as Tom Cruise, Margot Robbie, Arnold Schwarzenegger and various, various other celebrities leapt gracefully from the water, putting on quite the show. Why are they doing that, Grandfather? asked the young boy, as Arnold did a triple somersault. Yar, that be the sea of stars, my <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm also not. I'm really not. That be the sea of stars. <laughs> <laughs> I was giggling to myself writing that one this morning. <laughs> yeah, it blows. <laughs> what a game! Love it. What, what a, a game! I'm what ge- a like I said, game. I'm genuinely disappointed in Tom that this didn't even Please. grace his list. <laughs> I was so surprised by this. I thought this would be really high on Tom's list. Mr. number it's, two. It's guys, it's only because I didn't finish it. I knew I played eight, the eight fact or nine that hours. It wasn't completed within the week of release for I you. was playing the other game that you wanted me to play that, that is a bunch that is a bunch of crap. What, what? is it called? Um Final Fantasy Last sixteen. Are you so, <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to push through that and that was not ending because it just refused to fucking let go of me. And like just continue to beat it. It really got its hooks into you. With its dumb side quest that we'll talk about there. But I I should have given it the more time. It may be on my list next year, guys. We'll talk about it again. Sea of Stars, the gift that we Please do, because this game is wonderful. It is the Chrono Trigger sequel that you always wanted. And I'm was so here for it. I don't think I stopped playing this until I finished it. And it consistently through such great moments. Surprising story beats, great mechanics at your great combat system. It was just such a wonderful throwback to old RPGs, but done with a beautiful modern sheen. And this game is how I imagine. We've talked about this this kind of thing. We've talked about this a lot in in other shows. Like when we were kids, games we thought games looked a lot better than they do. Like we go back now, and we're like, did it always look this shit? And it's like, no, our brains filled in the gaps and like how shit looked. Sea of Stars is how I imagined all of my RPGs as a kid looking and playing yes. and feeling. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just, it's fluid, mm. it's gorgeous. I love how the music changes. Mm. Between, like, you go into the, the haunting level, I can't remember the name of it, but 
the, oh, yeah, the main the battle theme yeah. now it kind of has like a little bit of a spooky tone undertone to it um yeah. the the combat's incredibly fast and fluid yet still really challenging i think my favorite mechanic that they added was you don't need to resurrect people because if you can survive the battle just long enough that person will pop back up and i actually used that to my advantage because if somebody is really low on health they'll respawn with more health like i'm gonna let them die and then respawn so i don't need to burn through my potions to heal them back up it's an incredibly strategic game um story-wise i just never wanted to put it down either i i blitzed through this yeah there's kind of there's a bit about halfway through which blew my mind as well <laughs> so oh it's, uh, yeah you can't yeah, you, you know can't, what i mean yeah you can't tell them that you can't spoil that uh, okay. but it's really cool um damn I, I'm not going to say anything more about it because it will spoil it. It just um, takes everything that you love about retro RPGs and makes it mm-hmm. better. It's like, I just, like when Nino Kuni came out and they brought back the overworld map, it's like, this is, I need this. Like, I need yeah, an overworld yeah. map. Or the dragon to fly around. I need that. Like, it's just, right. it's just that's so fair. good. That's fair. It's just lovely. And I have such a soft spot in my heart for Chrono Trigger. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a shame that that series died and didn't continue. Well, yeah, they released Chrono Cross and just fucking stabbed it through the <laughs> yeah. heart. What a game! The game's yeah. trash. It is absolute physical trash on a disc. <laughs> but imagine if Square just like said saw Sea of Stars and went right, we'll do Chrono Trigger like that. Yeah, remake. I'd be happy with that. Just give that developer the money to do it. Yeah, here you go. Yep. Just remaster this mm. for us, don't you? Well, don't you that's been proven that it can work with Sonic Mania, which is probably the best Sonic game released since the originals. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> when is Mania Two? They've not doing it. Oh, I thought they were. No. Oh, where did I hear that from then? I have absolutely no idea. What was that doing it? They probably did. Nowhere. Did Sonic Superstars instead? Yeah. Or whatever it's called. <laughs> which I bought that for Ellie. I haven't opened it or played it yet, but it looks fun. Yeah, it looks all right. I wish we could talk more about. I really don't want to spoil Sea of Stars for Tom, though. No, I don't. It's just honestly, so honestly good. but it's just such a good game. If you love your RPGs, if you love the throwbacks, if you love, but it's so modern yeah. at the same time as well with new mechanics that really throw you a loop, like Eric mentioned. And then like you have to charge up your magic powers and you can use them strategically. And yeah. it's a challenging game it, as well. So on that it note, is. it took me a while to rewire my brain with some of that stuff because. You have to you like you have to charge them up and then use them because at the end of the battle they're just gone. Yeah, live yeah. mana stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The live it has mana an system. element of um, Super Mario RPG as well with the timed strikes. Yep. Yeah. Which quick you note know, that's not on anybody's list here. I mean, I yeah, I can't this believe year. that's I, I can't believe that's not on your your list. I didn't you play it. Mario. Ellie played oh. it. It's a, it's a good game, but it's again it's a one for one remaster. Yeah, right. Like they they could have just called this new coat of paint and it'd have been fine. Yeah, right. I got it. It's it's currently sealed. Nice. Do you? Nice. Oh. Yeah, he's joining the ranks, guys. No, that's getting opened, guys. Let's. No, uh, no, no. I just finished Wonder. <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> the best game on the list here so far. And. Uh, Metroid Prime is good. No, 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 no. There's a there's a reason that we saved this one for last, and that it is on everybody else's list. At some point, yeah, this is the only one that's on everybody's list. Yeah. So yeah. clearly, it's the best. Where's Spider Man Two? No, it's not on my list. I don't have it on there. Yeah, but oh, you don't why? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that is, what the hell? Okay, but no, this is just, this is ridiculous. No, I'm talking this about a... the best modern Final Fantasy love story of Clive Spider-Man and Jill. Spider-Man 2. <laughs> no, <laughs> nope, not Spider-Man 2. Uh, Final Fantasy 16. I mean, talk about a game that just showed up and knocked it out of the park from start to finish. I will admit, yes, the beginning side quests were very lackluster. You walk into a cafe, hey, see that guy at the table next to me that I could reach if I just <laughs> leaned? Would you mind taking this over to him for me, please? I will repay you with pocket fluff. Um, that's not great, but... That's my single biggest gripe of the game with the quest reward. What I will <laughs> say is that... The main story is incredible. I mm-hmm. love the main story on this. Uh, the the dynamic between Clive and, and Joshua and um, the icons and just... It, it's going back to medieval Final Fantasy and like bringing in the warring between the different kingdoms and how all of that goes together. Uh, but a note on the side quest, and I, I told you guys like, hey... Do every single side quest before you finish this game because the la- the the latter half of the side quests for this game really open up and I think personally draws uh, it, it makes the end much more powerful because the tail end of a lot of those really dull ass side quests are very very moving and you get a whole yeah. new appreciation for the individual characters and you see how the end of the game impacts them and you have a different appreciation for them as as part of the game but 16 introduced some of my new favorite final fantasy characters like midida she's freaking awesome the 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 girl who does all the airship stuff she's such a cool character i'd play an entire game around her story um Mm. but jill is one of the leading final fantasy women she's awesome it's just start to finish. I think what, what was really cool, Dan, you were obviously a little bit of ahead of us in all of this too, but like, guys, wait till you get to the next icon fight. Like, it's just awesome. It's like, no, now the next one's even bigger. <laughs> These boss the battles... icon fights are ludicrous. Like, there's one, I think it was the bah- Bahamut one. You're in space. That... <laughs> I was like, what? It's insane. And it's, <laughs> they just ramp up and open up. And I thought... I thought that Ultima was a really good villain as well. Yeah. And I really wanted to kill him. <laughs> so it uh, interesting from your point from the, about the side quests, I got to the end and I was enjoying the story so much that I just barreled past the end side quests, which is very unlike me. But right. I was enjoying it that much. I wanted to get to the end to kill Ultima because he, I was like, I need to kill him. And this is one of those few games where I did literally everything. There was nothing left on that map that I could not do. And wow. I even recently went back and replayed the uh, DLC that just came out for it, which is great. I bought the the pass for it for twenty five bucks, so I'll get I'll get the next one when it comes out, which is supposedly much larger. It introduces like a big whole open world area. This one was a little bit more linear, but it introduced another crystal, and you essentially have to go oh, nice. th- go through that. And there's another huge icon fight at the end, which. It's great. I mean, it's nothing to really write home about. It didn't add a ton of new stuff to it, but uh, it's just such a phenomenal game. I I couldn't have asked for anything better because Final Fantasy's kind of gone off the rails a little bit. 15 was weird. It was was okay. I feel like uh, 
when they did the uh, King's Edition or whatever it was called, like it finally mm. pulled in all the different chapters. That should have been the definitive release at the beginning. All that shit should yeah. have been there. Yeah. But yeah. 16, I feel like, is, is is getting Final Fantasy back on track with what it should have been. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the combat system as well. It's more of a hack and slash than other ones, mm -hmm. but it's just fun. It was rough going back to 7 Remake after playing so much of 16. I'm like, I just, like, right. I, I want it to be a bit more fast paced, and it just wasn't. Yeah. Nah, I still have mm. a soft spot for that combat system. I was disappointed, <laughs> yeah. though, in how useless some of the icons were. I didn't yeah, use. They're not all. They're not all great. I didn't use any of Bahamut. Um, Garuda. I didn't. Was it Garuda? Yeah, I didn't yeah, use the wind one. I hated yeah. that. I didn't one. use her. So I used I, that for a bit, but yeah. I used Fe Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. Um, the Titan the rock one. Titan I. Oh yeah, Titan was good. And then Shiva, Shiva. I think I used. Yep. Those yeah. are the three yeah. I used. Yeah. Same person. I used Odin a great deal because he had Zenso's Sukin. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that yeah. thing was just <laughs> breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it's one of the few games I get to the end of and be like, that was just genuinely fulfilling. It was such a moving game. Yeah. It, it did definitely make an impact, it, particularly after 15 was so lackluster. And I just think it needed it. Because uh, mm. the first big numbered entry in God knows how long. Yeah. Like obviously we've had we've had seven remake phenomenal, but like a, a brand new one set in a new world, and I would quite happily play a sequel to that. Oh yeah. Well, thirteen came out in two thousand nine, and, and it was pants. Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> when fifteen was two thousand sixteen. Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So six years. Could could twenty twenty four be the year that Eric finally finishes Final Fantasy thirteen? <laughs> I actually thought about just booting up my games because I'm I'm I'm, at, I'm in Grand Pulse. I I could literally just push right to the end and be done in a few hours. Well, yeah. Or <laughs> could start over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds appealing. Right. <laughs> oh my god. So that that's what it. That's hallway simulator. That's the top ten list, guys. Now, yeah. Eric, we have to clarify something. Did you watch all the cutscenes and listen to all of Final Fantasy 16's content? All of it. What do you mean? I mean, when you got to the end, did you see the cutscene with Jill and uh, Clive? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm oh, just yeah. making sure. Oh, yeah. Because I mentioned something in the WhatsApp chat, and you were like, no, 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 no. They would never do that to Jill. And I was like, but they did. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm talking about the Jill Tits cutscene, which I talked about at length with you, and you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And, like, you missed it. <laughs> you missed the one pivotal cutscene in that fucking game. You son of a bitch. Wait, I, well, I, I missed this as well. I'm not happy yeah. about this. Where they're sitting you on the them beach. making out on the beach. I saw that. That's You part did of the not plot. see Jill Tits. Side boob to Google. Like, is it full on? Well, I mean, we're not talking in the nippular areas, but yes, it was Jill's tits. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. I'm just making sure. <laughs> it seems like a celebration for all of us that there was Jill's tits in this game. <laughs> He's still cleaning the walls, man. He definitely remembers it. Yeah. I mean, to Google, I guess. <laughs> we'll figure that out. Um... This one is probably a safe Google for once, people. You know, it probably oh, no, it's it, it's, it's modest. It's a oh yeah, there it is. Okay, I remember where they're sitting by the bonfire at night. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they hook that. up and 
Yeah. yeah. I like I find those it surprising too. that none of you went and played it on DL- the DLC for it. Or the uh, New Game Plus for it. I'm not. Which, a, it, dude, it's crushingly difficult. I'm not oh. a New that Game Plus made guy it unless it's a Souls game. Like Demon Souls. I'm telling you, like, this one is, it's really good and it's really hard, which actually makes it super challenging. Mm, I don't know. I'm not sure. We'll see. If I if I ever hit a point where I don't have anything to play. Oh, yeah, that'll happen next week. That's <laughs> <laughs> So, real quick here, before we wrap up, is there anything that anybody's particularly looking forward to this year? Rebirth. Okay. <laughs> Anything besides <laughs> Rebirth. Nope. <laughs> That's, uh, my blinkers are on. I'm focused. We're ele- under two months now. I am so excited. Yeah. Just don't die before the, then, please. I'll try. Yeah. The world must not end before that. No. No. No, we got the third one to come out as well. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Tekken 8. Okay. I'm hoping for Hellblade 2 eventually. Never gonna uh, happen. I know. Never gonna <laughs> happen. Uh I also kind of would like it if uh this game called Replaced came out. It was announced ages ago and it kind of died a bit and it's a it's like a two and a half D uh Blade Runner platformer that was on an Xbox showcase like two or three years ago. Nice. <laughs> but, sounds but sounds it's like still a tongue alive. Game. <laughs> it's still alive. Yeah, I think I'm hoping for that, but I don't know if it will. Um, I am quite excited about, I don't know if it will be this year, but Assassin's Creed Codename Red, which is their mm, next big oh. release, and it's set in feudal Japan, and that should be a very good Assassin's Creed game. Ooh, yes. Ooh, yeah. Uh, 20, might actually, uh, 24 might is kind of an interesting year, because 23 killed it in games. Like It was just nonstop, start to finish, stellar games being released. Looking ahead, Zach, you and I talked about this on the last show. 24 doesn't necessarily look to be shaping up that way. Like, we kick it off real strong with Rebirth, and then it's just like, what's coming after that? Right. Yeah. You know, I think uh, Dragon's Dogma 2, I'm really looking forward to. But Ooh, actually. Is that in March? Yes. Yeah, okay. It's either end of February with Rebirth or, or shortly after. But actually, I'm very much looking forward to The Wolf Among Us 2. Yeah. Oh, I can see that. Elden uh, Ring, that. Elden Elden Ring, Ring DLC. DLC is potentially coming. Oh, yeah, potentially. That that may just overtake the year for me. I mean, I really want to play Rebirth, but let's face it, if you give me another 8 to 10 hours of Elden Ring, I'll turn that into 40. They, I don't know if it was a recent release uh, or an announcement, but I did see that there is a new Test Drive Unlimited game coming out, Tom. There's Ooh. a new what? Test Drive Unlimited game? Solar Crown. Wow, yeah, it's been a long time. If you've not played te- uh, Test Drive Unlimited one and two, they are great. I did. I played them on one of them. I played on PS three, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Uh, that's a Dan game. It is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a turn. Oh, it's a turn based RPG. It's supposed it's to great. be great. Yeah, I've heard it's great. Like a Dragon, the so basically Yakuza is now called Like a Dragon, but Like a Dragon was the first spin off which yeah. was a turn-based RPG, but it's ridiculous. It has all the ludicrous things that happen in Yakuza condensed down into a turn-based RPG. <laughs> and it was so good. And this one apparently has an entire Animal Crossing mode built into it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, oh, no, God, no. no. <laughs> oh, yeah. So be like Star the Wars. Persona. <laughs> 
Star Wars <laughs> Outlaws could be pretty good. That's what about Rise of the Ronin? Star Wars Outlaws I, would be cool. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen anything about that. Hey, more importantly, people, Skull and Bones is finally coming out <laughs> after ten years of development hell. What is Skull and Bones, which is oh, basically the pirate oh. combat from Assassin's Creed Four? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and also, Suicide Squad: Fart the Justice League is coming out. Uh, I am so disappointed. That is probably going to be my that's my biggest disappointment. So I haven't even played it, and I'm disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was. Uh, I'm sorry. I I meant to say the last Ronin, the TMNT game, is that out? Oh, that's not out. That's this year, isn't it? That's sometime this year, I think. I think that'll oh, be pretty cool. Oh, Persona Three Reload as well. Uh, Someone said Persona. Dan got excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, 2024 shapes up. There, there's some games on my list that. I'm excited to play one of which I'll, I'm sure I'll be talking about in the coming shows, but I am balls deep in dredge right now. And then mm. Tom and I both picked up GTA four to play again. Uh, huh? Working my way it's through phenomenal. doom 2016 doom eternal. So there's, <laughs> there, there's a lot this, this could potentially be a, I don't want to say catch up, but it could be a backlog year. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You can finally finish five. Let's see that. <laughs> Did anybody have any major disappointments from the year? Uh, Starfield. 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 And I, I've actually yeah. put down, controversially, Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, See, no. I'm excited to play that this year. Yeah. It wow. just didn't click with me, and I'm hoping if I play it with you guys, it might click a bit more. Yeah. I don't know, it's just something about it does not click with me. Yeah, that's fair. Mine isn't a gaming disappointment, but it's a gaming-related disappointment. And this this may be controversial, but The Last of Us TV show. Eh. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I liked it. God, yeah. that was phenomenal. <laughs> it was good, but it... I don't know. I feel like they missed the mark on a lot of it. Damn. Anything was better than the Halo TV show. Yeah. I, I you, just, you just didn't like who the had for Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> That's why he doesn't like it. Wrong. <laughs> but 2024, the year of factory seal bear gang rape. <laughs> oh God! I don't know. I I think I I go through periods where I'm just not jazzed about new games. This may be one of them, but yeah, like I I can I. I can six, I can survive a long time on my backlog. So. Yeah, that's it. That's just it. Yeah, if I buy I nothing like... next year, I still have great games to play. I'll get <laughs> oh. caught up now that I have a Steam Deck. Yeah. Just means I have to yeah. buy them all again, which, you know. Eh. You're still not buying problem stuff. For you. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's take a quick second here, talk about what's coming up. Um, we are going to get back into doing a retro game per month. And we're going to kick it off with Ninja Gaiden in two <laughs> weeks. The 20th? Sounds good. And then after that, Bulletstorm? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because by then, Bulletstorm VR will be out. Yeah, that one I'm more interested in. I, I got to comes... tell you, like, of all the Bulletstorm-related things, like the VR actually interests me. Bulletstorm. Bulletstorm. So... 
gentlemen, any final thoughts before we wrap up? You know, this, this is always everybody's favorite show of the year, but it's a little long and I need to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important just to reinforce, as with every year, that you are an idiot. Factory Seal is brought to you by our wonderful Patreon sponsors, with an extra special thank you to Zach Foley, Santos Lopez, John Weaver, Miles Prower, Colin Neblo, Mark Marcheschi, Gus Robin, Robert True, Cody Halverson, Julian Santuki, J.H., Thomas Roderick, and Andrew Balistrieri.